Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Monday, February 14th, 2022. Greetings to all of you bewildered brotherhood of Bengals fans. Ah, so sorry. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. But, uh, Ohio, what the fuck, man? Uh, it's like the only thing they can win is a coin toss. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. your football team suck. Your baseball team suck. Is there anything in Ohio that doesn't suck? I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's there, so it yeah, sucks. They, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot no, of people in hey, the, the exhibits uh, on yeah, hey, Jim you, Morrison is pretty You badass. can talk about the exhibits all you want to. I'm talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a whole. Yeah. Oh, no, that. The yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame can suck ass. The only yes. exhibit that I'm a fan of is exhibit. Yes. And I think we can all agree. Well, Big any, rides. Yes. Anything, uh-huh. any, any Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that has Dre in it, but not Judas Priest. It's not a rock and roll. No. It's not rock and roll. Exactly. Or has Eminem in it, but not Iron Maiden. It's not rock and roll. That's not rock and roll. No. Come on, baby. No. Yeah. But yeah down, down season in the football game for uh, the, the great state of Ohio. Ohio. And um, I don't care. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do not either. It, like, so, okay, I guess first off the top, yeah, congratulations to the St. Louis Rams that are playing in, in LA. LA now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which isn't really right because, in all honesty, they were the LA Rams first yeah. and then went to St. Louis. And so now everybody, they're back in LA. Everybody yeah. that's all butt hurt that they left St. Louis, you, you don't know your history. You notice St. Yeah. Louis keeps losing shit. They lost the Cardinals first and then, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, they can't hold on to, no. can't hold on to shit over there. But um, they're no, close. It's close to Ohio. Congrats to the LA Rams. They won themselves a Super Bowl. If you remember last episode, it happened exactly how I wanted it to happen. I was hesitant though. I didn't. I didn't know if Joe Burrow would ever lose a fucking postseason game because it didn't seem to be, you know, what was in his cards. But I'm glad he did. And I know. I know we have a we have a very very sweet. Uh, Adoring fan out there, Miss CD. I know that that's your that's your NFL team because he's your LSU quarterback and all. Even though the motherfucker didn't even rep LSU in the player introductions, he shat all over that entire state. If I was an LSU fan that was now an inherent like Bengals fan, which I get because I was pulling for the Rams because Matthew Stafford was a dog, so I get it. Yeah, but if Matthew Stafford in his opening player intro said whatever fucking bullshit high school he went to in Texas and left Georgia off of it, he'd be dead to me forever. No one knows nor cares about what high school you went to. Well, you know, I know how hugely popular our podcast is in Ohio. It actually, um, it actually is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're 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 kind of popular up there. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Even though we shit all over you all the time, we really don't mean They're masochists. it. Masochists. We yeah. got all the masochists we in are. Ohio. We're, it's all in good fun. You no, know I this. think every time we talk about it, they're sitting there going, "Yeah, we we know." But we I, get I, it. I did think the Bengals were going to take it. I did. I, I mean, and even in the last minute, you know, when they 
when they were getting the ball back, and I was thinking at least they're going to kick a field goal and yeah. fucking you know tie it up. That lines up with everything they had done and, in the postseason. And yeah, and it didn't happen. And yeah. I was like, kicker wow. never got on the field because yeah. because the the Rams beat the Bengals. I don't want to hear any of this shit about the oh the refs handed it to him on a silver platter. Get the fuck out of here. I, I did did the refs uh, take that pass out of Tyler Boyd's hands that they he did. clearly fucking dropped all on his own in the middle of the field all by himself? No, they took it away from him. Oh, okay. The refs did. I must have missed that part. You'd, you did. I you had a different it. broadcast. He was right I, behind him. He yeah. I had the no refs or right out. I had the no refs or fucking this game up podcast yeah. or uh, oh, well. broadcast. You know. <laughs> but anyway, CD, I love you. I'm not shitting on you, but that's a that's a bullshit argument. It just Dude, is. Uh, okay, but you do have to admit the timing was shit. It's the last fucking minute of the game. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Anytime a team loses and you can't handle it or take it, you're going to find the point in the game where the refs caused it for you. It, perfect example. Had the Rams lost, they would have looked back at the no-call face mask when the receiver pushed Ramsey down and then open up the second half of the game with a no-call 70-whatever-the-fuck-yard touchdown and said the refs handed it to him on a silver platter. Even if the Rams fans were doing that, I would say, you're being a bitch. You had the entire rest of the game to not lose it. Overcome it. That's what champions do. Like, is this the first time a ref ever fucked up in a game? No. Oh, like, uh, yeah. And in the game, for honestly, to me, I didn't give a shit who won that game. No. Uh, but... At the on the other hand, I did want the Bengals to win because they've never been there and they've never, you know. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that. And the teams for me, you know, I'm like that. I'm like that. If a team's never been there, like the Falcons, like when the Falcons went, you know, I wanted the Falcons to win, dude. And I didn't give a fuck about the Falcons, but I wanted them to win. I jumped on the fucking train. Well, and watched the way destroy the Falcons. Oh, you're talking about the first time. I'm they talking went. about yeah, the yeah. first one. Yes. No, not nine times out of ten, I'd be right there with you supporting the underdog. But this time, and it's not just because Stafford was a dog. I mean, that's awesome. And yeah, itself. there were four other people that were dogs. That's yeah. why I was pulling for the Rams. Yeah, because well, they had five dogs. Yeah, we on talked about that before the game. Yeah, but I mean, for the period of time, dude was in Detroit, and it's like all they gave him that entire fucking time is like, here's Calvin Johnson. Both of you carry the fucking team. Yeah. It's which, like, which one of you can play defense? Yeah, <laughs> I have a friend of mine that's that's from from Detroit. He put a funny meme up today. The banner. He's a, he's a Detroit fan, you know. <laughs> and it, and it said, and it said, our quarterback that left Detroit just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was funny as hell. It's a it's funny meme. Our old quarterback won a Super Bowl. Yeah, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. No, I, I said it to And he's a, a fan of the fucking Detroit yeah. Lions, you know, So, and that's got to be a hard fan to be. I mean, Dolphins yeah. is hard enough. My God, I couldn't imagine being a Lion. No, I, I said it to a passenger just the other day. I was like, dude, all Detroit is is a piggy bank for the rich asshole who owns them. That's it. They don't give a shit whether they win. They don't. It's, you know, they might as well be providing water to Flint. Well, see, that's a, that. Well, that's where I got to disagree. Detroit actually really does want to win. It means the world to them. Like Detroit. The people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But even they've made getting Calvin Johnson, getting Matt Stafford, getting uh, Adrian Peterson, even though he's at the end of his leg. There's a, 
and Damakon Su. They've had good players. It's not like they've Barry been Sanders. Barry fucking Sanders. <laughs> yeah. They've had some of the best players ever. Yeah. The, but no matter what, even when they've been close, like, fuck, even this year when they were trying to get their first victory and they had the game in the bag and then Baltimore sets the NFL record for the longest field goal <laughs> of all time. Right. Right. <laughs> to lose. That's Detroit has the worst luck. It's not like they have owner. Trust me, that city lives and breathes Red Wing hockey, number one. Detroit Piston basketball, maybe, but it, Lions are right fucking there. Well, Cincinnati, see, they're they're the that's the thing about the Bengals. You know, the Bengals, the Reds take a lot away, a lot of steam away from the Bengals. Yeah, because the Reds are, you know, they're baseball fucking royalty, royalty or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the Bengals are still. I mean, if you live in a city and you grew up in that city and you're a football fan, you want to see your team go to the Super Bowl and win the motherfucker. Yeah, all you got is Icky and- Woods, Anthony Munoz, and fucking <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> yeah, God damn. And I'm a Falcons fan, so it's it's not like I have a high podium to shit on any other team. Right. Here. But, I mean, fuck, we got Dion and Vic and, you know. We shit, we might be losing our owner. Yeah, that, well, that's huh? what we talked about last week is that uh, there there's a push to maybe exile – the Dolphins' ownership out of ownership, yes, because they're hurting the brand. Now, if and we talked about this with the Flora, the Brian Flores case, and all that. If you want a a better breakdown than what we gave you from an actual attorney, go on YouTube, look up Nate the Lawyer Brian Flores case, and he spends fifteen minutes breaking down how it's the most ridiculous, unprovable, just for media. Uh, filing of all time. Yeah, yeah, and the NFL they're investigating the owner. Now, uh, dude, they're, they're going through all kinds of shit, and they'll find something. They well, will find something. Yeah. All owners. They'd find it on any owner. Because the owner's linked to a betting uh, yeah. website or whatever, so it makes the claims slightly more credible. And you know, But again, it kind of goes back to, yeah, you know, purposefully losing games to get a better draft pick is not unheard of. In fact, it's a strategy. No. Yeah. I think the... Just like the Saints with their bounty gate, you know, 10 years ago. Right. It's like, yeah, to act like teams aren't saying, go out there and kill him, take his fucking head off. I yeah. want him leaving on a yeah. stretcher. That happens all the time. But it's once you start incentivizing it. it. <laughs> no, 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 it's when yeah. you start incentivizing right. it with money right. that it becomes yeah. illegal yeah. because everything has to be contractual and not like pay for play kind of shit. And so. I'll pay you to take that motherfucker's knees out. Yeah, but here's the thing. You're talking about billionaire owners. They got the attorneys to get around this. This this sadly won't bring down the NFL. It'll just be uncomfortable for a little bit. And Brian Flores, rightfully rightfully so, will be ostracized from the NFL. He's a goddamn circus USFL. Yeah. Because he's adding the Texans to his legal suit now. And the Texans just hired Lovey Smith, a black man as a head coach so he's so far out in his blm left field that uh he's gonna look he he looks like a fucking fool. well i yeah. saw that arthur blank was oh, very uh, concerned was, yes he's very concerned this is a problem it that is. we must change right if only there was something i could do yes <laughs> as an owner <laughs> you had raheem morris the defensive coordinator of the super bowl winning right. champion fucking rams in your building he was the interim head coach last year and you let him walk you could have retained a black coach, but you you chose a white man over him, and now you're coming out saying this lack of black coaches in the NFL <laughs> sure is a big problem. <laughs> Fuck you, Arthur Blank. Yeah, 
God damn it. Just trying to, you know, sweep some hypocrisy off his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, you know. Just being a fucking, being an opportunistic fucking twat is all he's being. Oh, well, yeah. is this popular to say? I'll come out there and I will say it in a very weird old man, but very rich way. Yeah. Uh, I do have Fuck a curiosity off. that does not actually involve what we're talking about at this moment. I mean, it involves the game, but how do you have the rock come out oh, and God. do what he did? While he's also creating a league that's going to directly compete with the NFL. Here's the thing. They already had him on ESPN hyping up that league. Sure. You now have him on the you know, on the field before the Super Bowl, taking up all the goddamn time, by the way. He's the rock, man. Fuck. But like, okay, a couple things on that whole thing. Uh awkward, I think is the right word. Sure. To have the rock on the field for five minutes as the players are on the field ready to kick off. And he's like, finally, the rock can waste your time for five minutes. If you smell, he's the rock. Yeah. Yeah. But he's going to be the president one day. I don't think it's competition. Okay. I honestly don't think the XFL is competition to the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think that they are working side by side. I don't, the USFL might be the only competition. The USFL okay, is yeah, the yeah. competition. That and and that's what I'm waiting on. Yeah, uh, and I hope, uh, man, God, I hope they do it right. I really do because they they'll fuck they, it up and go bankrupt in three years. There but is it, an opening right now. There's an opening for the USFL. Uh, I mean, somebody saw it. Somebody saw what I see at, enough to say, "Fuck it, let's start this shit up again," because the NFL has lost so much of its fucking credibility to the fan. Yes, to the fan. And the fan is what puts the dude, fucking yeah. ass in the seats. I'm not disagreeing with you, but it means nothing. You got to have the people with the money that can afford the attorneys that can withstand the, the fight that the NFL will bring no, to the, it. Dude, and it I guarantee you. It has you nothing they, to do with the fans. And I really don't think that they would even try to bring it back if they didn't have that. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, there's a reason why it said go woke, go broke. There's a lot of companies purposely going woke and they're not going broke at all because they can withstand it because they are mm -hmm. big enough to. I hope the USFL wins. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I I'm have praying. doubts. I think if they make it three years, it'll be a success before they go bankrupt and they'll never be heard from again for another 25, 30 years. I think the NFL, it, it, you got to understand the dynamic of, of modern sports especially the nfl it's the most popular sport in america it's the biggest sport like the fans hate it more than ever and mm -hmm. it's the bigger than it's ever it's the biggest it's ever been um you got people that don't know fuck all about the history of it so they just accept it as well this is the way it is and so they don't know that there was a better thing at one time that yeah. existed in its foot in its footprint i mean there is the extent in which it does feel like the usfl is kind of like a soapbox derby trying to go up against nascar because that's what it is yeah I mean, it's it's going to be nostalgic, and it's going to be cool, and I hope it wins out, but the only way it wins out is if it actually doesn't directly start to fuck with the NFL. Yeah. It has to somehow find success without becoming a, an actual threat, because the NFL is big enough to crush it. The only way that the only way the NFL dies is when the people stop watching it. And, and, that, and that could happen with the USFL. Possibly. But based on, you know, like last night, the Super Bowl still pulls big, bigly. You know, it was a sold-out fucking stadium. It's the only game in town, dude. 
I know, but it's not like it's lost its popularity to the point where I'm talking that it needs to get to. It's so far away from that. But, you know, most people, they watch the Super Bowl for the commercials, for the national anthem at the beginning, brings back emotions. Some people watch it for the halftime show. The chicken wings. That too. The finger food, the hanging out with friends, all that shit. There were no chicken wings this year. Oh, there were. You just had to pay extra for them. Yeah. But I I actually got my serving. I couldn't afford them. (laughs) The house I went to had chicken wings, but I I didn't indulge. But, uh, you know, I I remember growing up, the heyday of the Super Bowl commercial to me was the 90s and maybe aughts of the 2000s. Like, where they were good. Like, especially the 90s. They were fucking mini movies. And the commercials, if I just had to rate the commercials last night, eh, eh, like everything else, it was nothing but fucking crypto and electric vehicles. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. Everything was a fucking commercial for electric crypto driving cars. Yeah, that's why they called it the crypto ball. Ah, it's fucking cringe. Yeah. Like a year yeah. ago, none of these fucks even knew how to spell crypto. No, I know. The only thing they heard was like, ooh, Dogecoin. Yeah. yeah. Something weird at Wall Street Bets happened and uh, uh, GameStop bit? is a What's thing. What's a Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> now, because I did not actually, you know, watch the game itself, I went on to, you know, catch up after the fact with, you know, the top tens and everything. And I can't tell you how many people are like, I can't tell you how much... I need a new Austin Powers. I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up with that shit. Yeah, you're going to have to CGI in Mini-Me because the dude's been dead for fucking 12 years. But yeah. uh, I guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> no. I guess if you can have Hologram Tupac, you can have uh, Hologram Mini-Me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even those commercials, like, okay, there was one uh, that was Sopranos related that I I enjoyed for the nostalgia until it turned out to be for an electric fucking truck. And I was like, God damn it. Tony Soprano would be fucking throwing throwing <laughs> pasta across uh <laughs> Vinny's fucking restaurant if uh if if he was alive. I can't do it, Tony. But anyway, the Sopranos being into electric cars. Yeah. It just tells me that it must be a racket. That's all I'm saying. And the mean, they, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> were they trying to sell the dead body capacity of a? <laughs> they didn't even bring up how many dead bodies you. Yeah, they didn't the even bring up how many bodies. They literally just re-recorded the intro to the show, which I'm was guessing, cool. I'm yeah. guessing six. It looked like it would hold about six. Um, you know. Yeah. That would be my guess anyway. Yeah. I don't my know, car we'd have, could. We'd uh, have to ask Meadow. Yeah. My car <laughs> could hold exactly one fat ass Uber driver. Well, there you go. There you go. But no, just wrap it up on the actual Super Bowl, everything around it. Commercials, I thought, sucked. Even the ones that uh, had any level of nostalgia were just like, blah. Uh, everything's crypto. And so really, the only thing I was looking forward to involving the game more than the game or commercials was the halftime show. Because, well, they, they kind of, and I know that we might have uh, differing opinions in this room. Of course. But they hit it on the head as far as what the highest entertainment value for the key demographic of their main fan base is. Mm -hmm. They represented the city in which they were playing in, which for whatever fucking reason, the Super Bowl has come out in the past saying, we make a concerted effort not to do that. And it's like, why? Why the fuck not? 
So, because I'm still butthurt about when they had the Super Bowl in Atlanta the most recent uh, time when it was the Rams versus the Patriots. And they had fucking Travis Scott and Maroon fucking five. Because yeah. they're in Atlanta, man. Why is it yeah. not? And why no outcast? From Atlanta. Yeah, why no outcast, Luda, Gucci Mane, fucking the entire Dungeon family. Yeah. Um, why not the Black Crows? Or them. Or huh? the, the Last Living Almond Brothers. REM. Why not people that panic? actually fucking play instruments? Why not? Oh, that I'm sorry. This, well, we're talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about popular music. Yeah, Doug. we're talking about the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, but my I point confused. is, is Atlanta is uber rich in music artists. And they didn't want, it wasn't like they weren't available. They didn't want any of them because they didn't want to tie the Super Bowl to the city. They wanted it to have a more global feel and then they go to la biggest super bowl halftime show as far as anticipation uh that i can remember in decades because they rep the city it's like yeah you should do that maybe again but anyway it was a it was a cool karaoke performance i'll give them that yeah (laughs) it's cool for karaoke i guess uh i mean yeah there's definitely differing opinions in this room but just i mean uh, for for me and i'm sure for you jim the nostalgia factor was definitely winning me over. I mean, it was it was all right. I didn't love it. Yeah. I thought the set design sucked dick. That's true. I felt bad for the people that paid whatever they paid or whatever company. Dre put $7 million of his own in it from what I hear. Mm. Eh, I well, mean, because he probably, not probably, he made made that back times 10 by just being there. But to me, the set design was stupid because you're in the round you're in a big ass stadium, and you have a set design where it's closed off yeah. on the entire backside of it. Yeah, but unless they're on the roof, on the top. Unless, yeah. unless they're on the roof, <laughs> right? But you have shit going on inside this thing. No, so I know, I know. It's, it's like, it was just it was stupid. It was really dumb. It was very fucking dumb. Yeah, let's and I'm put surprised. in front of these yeah. White Houses. Like, what is this monopoly? And, and just for the record, just for the record, the greatest Super Bowl performance of all time, Prince. Yeah, bar none. Nobody will ever touch that. Nobody will ever fucking touch that Super Bowl performance. Yeah. I mean, Never. Here's the thing. I got to go back. to I got to stick with nostalgia. To me, my favorite Super Bowl halftime show of all time was Michael Jackson, I think, in Super Bowl 25 in Tampa, where he was just popping up in different corners of the fucking stadium. Then he popped up in the stage and sat there and didn't say a word for like two minutes, which was awkward. Because he don't have to. Well, yeah. yeah. But I don't see. The difference is, is I want to be entertained. I don't care about an instrument being plugged in. I know it's all lip synced anyway. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, so I don't, I'm not looking to be wowed by their music talent. Uh, they're entertainers. I just entertain me and you win. And that was entertaining, yeah. especially as a kid. But then again, Michael Jackson had a way with the kids. So oh, yeah, he, <laughs> he knew how to treat kids, <laughs> but Low look, hanging hey, fruits. Hey, getting back to what you're saying is entertainment and Prince knew that, Yeah, but Prince also did it for real. He knew he, he knew he could get out there. And fucking do the shit for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not do it with a fucking track playing. He wants to get out there and do the shit for real. And he did. And yeah. fucking killed. Killed. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you got to give it. Uh, man, you know. <laughs> I respect the talent. Uh, him going out there and doing it and actually doing it in the rain was a nice touch. That um, was fucking awesome. But I, I'll be honest, I can't share it with you because I've never been a Prince fan. I've never gotten it. Well, I'm just saying, never, I'm just saying the I've never gotten Prince. to watch the halftime that halftime performance. 
and know that everything that's fucking happening is real <laughs> yeah is fucking great it's great and and you know i mean i'm dude i'm not slamming these all these all the rap stuff and all that i get it it's all tracks anyway i get that but to to have it every year now it seems like every year now it's somebody playing with tracks they're just singing with tracks now because Because they they don't want to take the risk of something fucking up right somebody sucking yeah they don't want to take that what the fuck guaranteed there's too much money on the line i know that is just that is retarded because there's no such thing it takes away the that takes away the whole fucking that's why i was telling you guys before this shit even started it should have been the georgia fucking marching band that should have been the halftime show it, it it's a fucking football game it's not fucking america's got talent it's not any of that shit it's a football game and all the fucking football games that i all the super bowls i watched as a kid it was marching bands they'd get out there and I know, just like I know, any Doug. other football game and any other football at some game. point we're gonna have to drag you into reality i know but because it's, it's not that it, it no hasn't I, been and that. i realize that 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 it's not that but it should be that's what i'm saying that look all that was last night was a fucking write-off for the nfl that's all the super bowl has turned into is a write-off especially with the commercials and shit yeah. why do you, that's why they spend fucking millions and millions of dollars on a fucking 30 second one minute commercial did you see the coinbase to, ad because they get the write off like from the previous year where it's, it was like a minute and a half of just a qr code bouncing around the yeah, fucking screen yeah and it didn't say anything so yeah. like a dickweed yeah it worked i pulled my phone <laughs> out and i was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> but now because of smart technology and all that shit now you don't you're have in to, a database no yeah. you no you don't have to take a picture of nothing your camera will just recognize a qr code and it'll tell you what website it is right so sure. i just saw oh, it was a coinbase and then i just turned my camera off right. and just uh you know went back to doing what i was doing but it 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 got engagement now that it didn't is. get a click out of me so they're not they didn't track i, I i'm not a uh, a click that tracked yeah but it did physic a commercial physically made me do something sure so it's effective to me the only engagement should be the football game and and uh, in the halftime making the halftime show all this big thing the halftime at a football game that's when you go get beers and hot dogs man that's that's what that's, that's when you uh, that's what you do dude at least this year it wasn't the fucking weekend that's all i know i mean but now the thing that i did find interesting though is or at least semi-funny, is that, you know, 50 Cent is doing his one big hit, and there hasn't been controversy yet about how none of his dancers next to him were trans or anything. Well, I'm sure some... Just give it time. Oh, okay. Give it time. Don't All speak right. too yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you're you're going to be in the algorithm. You'll <laughs> yeah. be in there. Don't worry. <laughs> It'll hear you. But my, my thing is, is like, uh, I love Doug's boomer takes screaming to the sky that <laughs> things aren't like they were <laughs> when and things aren't about what they used to be. no of course not <laughs> and i get a kick out of it i th- sincerely enjoy it and i'm i know a couple it's of just my listeners disgusting. That's all. <laughs> i know but i will say this i i i didn't really care that much for the halftime show like i was looking forward to it but i don't give a flying fuck about mary j blige like never listen to her but I understand she has to be there because a female has to be represented. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I found it more entertaining 
that they were able to get through it without saying a single cuss word. <laughs> That's real hip hop, y- yeah. y'all. <laughs> Check out this. Check this out. <laughs> like there was one line Snoop said, instead of all you motherfuckers, yeah. he said, all you little busters. <laughs> and I fucking died. <laughs> the whole room I was in just giggled like, <laughs> little busters. Come on. This is like buying a, a rap CD without the parental advisory label on it. And I got a quick story. I can't remember if it was for my sister's birthday or Christmas one year. I think it was for Christmas where I knew she wanted like the above the rim soundtrack. Not not for the movie, but just for the soundtrack. Keep your motherfucking heads ringing. Ring, ding, dong. And I might have told this already on the podcast, but I'll fucking tell it again because that's what level of entertainment we bring you. Um, So I knew that. And me being like the sibling, it was like, well... I'll handle this, parents. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And so I went out and bought the Above the Rim soundtrack, or whatever the fuck soundtrack. In fact, we have talked about this on the podcast. And you censored one? My my sister called me and corrected me that, uh, no, it wasn't this, it was something else. Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. I bought the censored one and didn't know that you're supposed to look for the parental advisory. And what we got last night was the It didn't have a sticker. It did not have the sticker, which is like... You you wait this long and you make a big deal about the fact that you're putting rap and hip hop on the the main stage for its moment in the sun and you take away uh, the whole reason why everyone listens to it. Yeah. <laughs> you neutered it. You neutered Snoop Dogg in front of everybody. But I don't know. Like it was fine. It, it felt kind of short. I didn't care for Mary J Blige and uh it's kind of sad seeing the artist age like except for snoop dog he no, stays snoop the Dogg, same age snoop dog's all this shit 50 cents it's all that weed man 50 cents gotten big he's blown up mary yeah. j blige looks like a grandmother like put on some fucking pants i don't know <laughs> it's just sad it's just sad i would rather see hologram versions of themselves or at least pull out a hologram tupac i mean fuck you already did it once at coachella like eight years ago yeah they should have for california love i know they kind of fucked up there but uh anyway Go Super Bowl. Go Rams. I'm glad they fucking won. And um, I hope the USFL kicks your ass. <laughs> well, y'all know what I was doing during the entirety of the fucking game. Sleeping? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ubering in the worst parts of town. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So, Arona, we we, we got to talk about this, and I want to hear your stories from experiencing Uber, Ubering on the other side. <laughs> Tales from the hood. But it wasn't just last night. It also There was also another night uh, earlier in the week, or maybe like a week, week and a half ago now, where I kind of followed along on one of your Uber rides via phone call. Yeah, so, uh, you know, for, for the fans out there. <laughs> and I was there for that yeah. one. <laughs> Um, I've got Jim links so he can see kind of where I am in case, you know, shit pops off. And so I call him. I'm like, Hey Jim, look where I'm at. Yeah. Well, first I want to clarify, uh, not so I can jump in and be your fucking Robin or no, anything. Yeah. Where it's like, I'll save you. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's just so I can call the cops and say, exactly. can you look for my buddy? He's probably strewn across this yeah. part of Atlanta. And he's probably beheaded by now. And but, you're you know. searching for a stolen vehicle. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be kind of in the same 
mess that the scarecrow was and Wizard of Oz where his legs over there and his arms over there and you had to put find some stuffing over there yeah. sticking back together. If only I had a brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh so I already know some of the area that you for some very unknown reason deliver in um no the whole reason was i was tired as shit i had three deliveries left i'm like okay i'll I'll just go ahead ah see and so instead of delivering close to where you're gonna lay your head down you start delivering where you're at which is where you could get your head peeled back yes because if i didn't do that then i would have probably ended up home 45 minutes to an hour and a half later than i would have well, at least you would have been guaranteed to get home. <laughs> so anyway, so you're you have tales from the hood. Yeah. Um Doug and I have actually we we had an episode called uh, Tales from the Hood, I believe, where Doug and I shared stories of different ghetto moments that we've had. So uh the floor is yours, Arana. I will certainly say uh, mine won't live up to, you know, as far as the the wow factor. <laughs> of the uh near violence that took place however so last night in particular um i'm delivering to this house in the middle of forest park and um (laughs) that's a little too much detail (laughs) yeah um let's just say you were delivering to a place near the airport (laughs) (laughs) and then all of a sudden in the distance, you hear pop, 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 pop. And then all I hear behind me is, hey, white boy, those are gunshots. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> oh, the familiar sounds of the ghetto. <laughs> we call that the, the, the ghetto greeting. Yeah, yes, that's it. And you knew they were talking yeah. to you. Well, oh, yeah. Jungle, because, baby. <laughs> because there were no you other... <laughs> Yeah, you knew for a fact without yes. even looking around that they were talking to you because there's no white people there. Yes. Right. Nobody dumb enough to make it down that block. And I'm like, well, hey, man, you know, that's easily five blocks away. And they're good. They go, man, we could have a gun out here in five seconds if you want to feel more at home. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they call uh, doing a <laughs> just doing a quick nut check on you to be like, I don't know. Are you strapped? Yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> I'm feeling good about this situation. Are you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> it I won't mean, take me five seconds. <laughs> nah. At least as... All I got to do is drop this food. I'm done. <laughs> at least as dumb as I possibly could have been by actually picking people up in that area, at least I'm jumping out of the car, sprinting to the door, taking a quick picture and then getting the fuck out of there. Please tell me you that your defense back to this wonderful group of uh, upstanding citizens was they won't shoot me. I'm bringing chicken wings. Now, <laughs> now do you do you leave your car? <laughs> well, they're leaving the car. That's the that's, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. my yeah. question. So where do, How you, do you leave your car <laughs> yeah. when you're delivering this food? Like you mean running or what? Like, no, I mean like is your car running? Yes. That's what I just said. <laughs> and the door's open? No, well, unlocked. Oh that's not God. very that's not a very good thing to do. No, you know would. if they drive off with my car without the keys in their possession, it will just stop working oh, so all of a sudden. So you got the key fob. Yeah. 
Exactly. And then they're just going to come back and shoot you and take the key yeah. fob. Sure. Yeah. And then and then they'll I know. be going with yeah. your vehicle. Yeah. There's a hole in my plan yeah, here. Yeah, no, yeah, there is. There's holes. There's holes. We found the weak point. <laughs> we, we have addressed holes. it. And he's acknowledged it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> okay, Doug, I was on the 73rd hour of 76, and I was just like, I don't give a fuck. You know... I'm ready to die. Just, yeah. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> Keep me worse than Uber. <laughs> fucking kill me. No. Dude, I fucking, I fucking rep for this Uber game, bitch. This shit can't be worse than Uber. <laughs> fucking shoot me in the head. No, Come but, on. Okay, this is, me off. this is how the week starts, though. <laughs> so oh, I pick up this elderly black woman. She's probably in her 60s, uh, and she happens to be an Uber driver. Okay. And so the reason why she was taking my ride was because she had been in an accident the week before. Uh huh. Which. And what was this accident? Yeah. Um, Did somebody accidentally steal her vehicle? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody pulled out a gun for three seconds on the side of the road. Grandma couldn't get to her fucking revolver fast enough. Yeah. No, she got rolled. Got rolled like four times. Her car just oh, she rolled her t- car. Oh, yeah. Because okay. if she oh, got, got rolled, rolled, then it means got rolled up on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jack. yeah that's we got to uh, teach you some fucking. Yeah, we got to teach you the, the slang, man. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, you're going to chirp back and then be like, what? Yeah, Fuck. yeah you got to learn the slang, bro. We got the block is hot. <laughs> no, nah, I'm exactly the person where Time it's like. <laughs> I'm breaking out of this trap. I'm the exact guy where it's like, zip it up, zip it out. Z- zip it up. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Uh, hi. 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 I have your one? warm and tasty checkers burgers here for you, sir. Please don't kill me. Can you tell? That- <laughs> no, I, I, I. And last night, by the way, I'm wearing my Cardinals jersey. And the guy I deliver food to. Hey, man. You know, they ain't in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> and they ain't even in this city. Yeah. Man, you better wear some Falcon shit. Well, no, yeah. they're going to just gank you for Detroit. that. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, we're Detroit We're Detroit. No, yeah. one, no one's going to rob you. We're uh, fucking like, Detroit. Oh, shit. Detroit hat on. Oh, they shit. This guy's already had it bad enough, yeah, Oh, man. yeah. Let him go. Let him yeah, walk. let him walk. Let him walk, Smokey. No, but back to the woman who gets into a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a Uber rack here. <laughs> you know, I mean, she, she. it was actually a pretty cool story. She uh-huh. told me everything that happened, you know. And then, of course, like most 60-something black women, had to akin it to Jesus and why she's still alive today and everything's... Jesus saved her from that crackhead that ran out in front of her car, made her swerve, roll her car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus put that crackhead there, but also put... Those airbags that, in her car that softened her noggin yeah. from hitting the fucking top yeah. of the fucking car. Yeah, that's Jesus. Jesus works at in GM. Mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> the woman. I mean, I had to assume that she was on tons of pain meds because Ooh. at some point she's she starts going, yeah, and you can you can talk it you can talk to Jesus about anything. I mean, I tell him how much I like sex, and I was like. Come Ooh. again? <laughs> please don't. Yeah, actually, no, please, yeah, please don't. don't. Never, <laughs> never do that. <laughs> Sounds like Granny, won't it? Yeah. Is it no Uber driver? Granny work out your back seat? I was new, like, new car smell is no more? Yeah. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm not going into the back seat to crucify you. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah. You're going to have a stigmata, motherfucker. 
<laughs> no, I mean it. It it was worth the price of admission just uh, for. <laughs> I guess so. Fuck, boom and granny in the hood. Shit. And then I told you I I had the nice like hour and a half ride with this guy that you know we're sit it's it's a black guy and we're having a conversation about all the shit that's going on and you know first of all I finally got the balls like halfway through the ride to go hey man I I just gotta ask you know what are your thoughts not on the sentiment but the organization Black Lives Matter skirt yeah. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> Stop the call, white boy. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. No, Let me call a few of my people up and we'll have this discussion. No, he, I mean, he's the reason why I wish I had a dash cam already because, uh, I mean, <laughs> he spent the entire ride ranting. And, I mean, to the level of, I mean, he's almost like full pitch yelling about shit going on man fuck these n- yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't want to pull a rogan no yeah, he no, did he goes you know fuck them man they don't give a shit about us they're not about us fuck and he goes and by the way whichever dumb motherfucker starts put putting shit out about master bedroom that's some white people shit oh yeah yeah well, and if no one knows what the fuck you're talking about, yeah, they were trying to get the term master bedroom, master bathroom, master anything out of construction lingo. Out of yeah. the residential yeah. market. Yeah, because apparently, you know, if uh, if you have the word master in front of something, and <laughs> slaves are just going to pop up and start getting sold. That's got to be really entertaining to watch Southern realtors like tap dance around that. <laughs> yeah. Like the, this, so anybody trying to sell a house down like in Decatur's like, so this is the great bedroom. What, what makes this so great? I'll tell you what was, well. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, uh, please uh, continue. Let me put this. How do I put this? Without, without it sounding. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. All right. Let me think about Down, my words here. Doug is downloading gonna, new files. I'm going to think about my words here a moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we're talking about residential and master and all that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to put it is in. Is Doug a, getting the blue screen the right t- now? I'm trying to put it in the terms uh, of what we were talking about previously uh-huh. that got um, taken out. Oh, uh, yeah, complete yeah. section that got taken out because it happened from a realtor. That's what happened. A, a realtor. We were showing a realtor a oh. house. Oh, and yeah, this, we can talk about this. And I this, know how to talk about this. And, the, and these people that were buying the house were Asian. <laughs> they yeah. were Asian people, <laughs> yeah. right? And just these people. We're and not ju- talking about right. all Asians. Yes, <laughs> we're not talking about all Asians. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not going to put a stamp on you. This is just these people. <laughs> these two Asians in particular. These two Asians that were asking about the house, <laughs> they asked the realtor a question. They had, a, the, they had somebody translating for us. And uh, and when the when the translator asked the realtor the question that they asked the realtor to ask me, I noticed that the realtor didn't know <laughs> didn't know how to didn't ask know how to question. ask me the question because their question <laughs> and, was and their question was are there any black people living in this neighborhood? <laughs> that was their question. The inferred uh, response would have been, well, this house just didn't get sold. If the, it was implied that they didn't want to live around black people. Exactly. Exactly. That's that. There you go. And, and you put it away that I could never put it that delicately. But yes, that's, that's basically what happened. 
Yeah. So uh, when I told him, I said, "Yeah, there's a there's some there, there's some there, there's some." There. You know, I, I told, I pointed out all the black people on my block, yeah. and that one was one neighbor. Yeah. And I said, "Hey, he's a kill, he's a cool guy." You We're know, surrounded. And I'm talking, and she, and and I guess they noticed my motion when I was pointing to the houses. They're like, oh and, no, and that's more than fall. They, oh, looked, shit. they looked at her. They looked at her, and she looked at them, and they were like. And they got in the car and left. Yeah. It was yeah. it was that quick. Yeah, they, so they live in Duluth now. Yeah, we were talking about now. now this is on a wider subject. We were talking about racism, mm-hmm. and and I I had made a comment that there's some racist people. Yeah. Asian people are racist. <laughs> yeah, that they are. Yeah. All right, and and they are. I, and I'm not gonna. I will not back down on that. And since you brought and, it up, Doug, since that last episode in the past week and a half. I can't tell you how many people, like just random people, I've heard say the same exact thing from all over the country. So, you know, it's you know, anecdotal, it's, but everything it I've heard weight. backs up what you said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean, we, you know, we had to cut a large oh, yeah, portion of it like, because of can... the way I was putting it. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm a crude kind of guy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Hello, I'm, shitty rock. I'm not hey, well read. I'm not you. <laughs> You break your body. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a well read individual. Uh, you know? I just man, uh, take an order, please. Yes, they're extremely racist, but they somehow open restaurants that conveniently combo fried rice with chicken wings. Dude, <laughs> they're masters. But what's up? Oh, no, no, this this is this is this gets for closer to my point. Um, of of what we got going on in the country now, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter and all that, and and I realize, you know, the the white people have been here longer than the Asians. Well, not really. Mm. Um, that's they, not they true. Built the that's not true either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so the uh, the Asians, yeah, yeah, exactly. The when you talk about slavery and you talk about uh, things in America at the time, there were more Asian slaves at one point than there were black slaves. In this country, Whoa. there were more Asian slaves in the United States than there were black slaves in the United States. I mean, they had a lot of ships to build, Doug. But <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when the whole racism thing, when you when you start talking about people being racist against people, the most racist people I have ever met in my life, and and this is without a doubt, uh, come from the Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are. They're Asian people. All I know, they're all I know is that the the local guy that delivers my Chinese food food loves me. Yes. Oh, they love you. They love you a long time. Loves the fuck out of me. Now maybe it's because I'm a good tipper. <laughs> until you get back. Until he gets back to the restaurant. Oh, that stupid the fucking white boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But every time I order, he shows up to the house. Ah, oh, hey, how's it going, buddy? Long time no order. What's the matter? Oh, still order for one. So sad. But oh, that, anyway, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're not. He busts my balls with a smile, and I fucking love it. That, I'm, I'm talking about the whole black racism thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 what, yeah. Like. You know, people talk about here's, white people being racist. The Asians are really here, racist. Here's to the white black privilege. <laughs> you can get your balls busted by your Chinese delivery driver yeah. and a very broken English accent yes. and laugh about it. Yes. But he won't deliver to a black neighborhood. Right. <laughs> he won't go to a black man's house. Yeah. That's racist. I get it now. That's racist. I fucking get it now. That's racist. Holy shit. Except all the corner stores happen to be owned by an Asian person. And, well, uh, yeah. And think about this black community. Actually, no. All the ones around here are owned by. Uh, 
Packies. And think uh, about yeah. all the all in the black community, even downtown Atlanta, you have Arona to bring you your food. <laughs> yeah. And and because the Asians won't the go. The Asians won't bring it to you. Fuck no. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see an Asian man walking into a hood with, like a Rona with gunshots <laughs> going off and it's like, white boy, that's gunshots. Yeah. yeah. You, wouldn't see, you wouldn't see an Asian doing that. No. Only a Frenchy Jew. Only an, an Asian would jump out with an AK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, there's, there's, a, there's a certain amount of skepticism and fear that they have when they see you walking in their house. Yes. Because yes. they go... Any white motherfucker that's crazy enough to be here at 1030 at night, leaving his car running. Yeah. <laughs> must not know where the fuck he is or oh, he's running undercover. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we don't want to fuck with him. This guy must be the most badass <laughs> Chuck Norris motherfucker. <laughs> Make Steven Seagal. <laughs> you know, this he's is either a, that or the dumbest fucking motherfucker in a yeah. rock. That, yeah. You know. And, and, he's and either one, ta- I'd feel sour. He's going to get taken advantage of. And I don't feel any sense of accomplishment by stealing this. I am boys. waiting for somebody to go, hey, Opie, <laughs> or some, some Man, shit like I'm that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like, I've, and, the reason why Doug yeah. and I have such uh, concern. <laughs> that would be the word. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely About be the word. the areas of Atlanta that you go to is not because we watch Menace to Society and Snow on the Bluff no, on repeat. No, 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 Even though those are great uh, films. Snow on sure. the Bluff. Oh. Snow on the Bluff. By the way, Fucking. all of our listeners, and 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 we cover from sea to shining sea on <laughs> yep. this here podcast. <laughs> yep. So I know everybody in Atlanta and the Atlanta area has probably seen Snow on the Bluff. It used it, it bounces around. Sometimes it's on Amazon. Sometimes it's on Netflix. Um, it's probably just on YouTube at this point. But do yourself a favor, roll a fatty, sit down, and watch Snow on the Bluff with Curtis Snow. It's it's a eye-opening uh, insight into the areas that Arona is delivering food willingly. Yes. <laughs> and, and I saw people I know in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw properties that I've worked on yeah, yeah. Uh, for years in it. In uh, fact, not only worked on, but I've I've driven those same exact roads. Right. The school that's across the street from them, a yep. company I used to work for, uh, had a contract agreement where we were there weekly. And I've seen these motherfuckers. <laughs> it is, it may be, it may be slightly set up where they make because it's like a Blair Witch project, but in the hood. Yeah, where they steal a camera and it's a single camera, single operator thing. I, I don't give a fuck if it's fake because that's how it happens. How mm-hmm. how I don't think it's fake? Everything that's depicted in that movie. Is legit. Is real. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it's fake at all. When I, dude, when I was watching it, I was like, this is how, this is exactly yeah. how them bangers bang. That's, yeah. how, that's it. Well, yeah. and now you have like on A&E, you have the first 48 where every season they have a few episodes dedicated to Atlanta, the Atlanta area, our county, downtown Atlanta, fucking homicide uh, squad or whatever, right. homicide division of uh, Atlanta PD. And so it's not like, I mean, like I said, even if it was in, enhanced on any way, shape, or form, um, it's it's true to what the fuck happens. Yeah. People getting their fucking head peeled back on that shit. Um, I don't know why well, the fuck you do it. Like, well, and le- legit, <laughs> one of the conversations or part of the conversation that happens is I pick up some food and... You know, Jim's following me along on the map, just being like, dude, I would not be any of these places. You're fucking retarded. Yeah, I would, and, I would leave these areas no later than 2.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> on a sunny Monday. Yes. And then I no say, 
<laughs> I, I was like, dude, you know where the GPS led me to? He's like, where? A burning trash can. Yeah. Legitimately yeah. a burning fucking trash can. Yeah, you're at a homeless encampment with yeah. a burning barrel. And I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Obviously Run. it did. <laughs> I was Run. Like, of course it fucking did. And then I call the customer and I'm like, dude, uh, I'm at a burning trash can. I, I'm thinking this is not your place. <laughs> and Oh shit, that's my old spot. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Damn. Man, motherfucker, I I gave you the fucking address. And I was like, Yeah, but I'm not there. And he looks down and he's like, Oh, I said Southwest. I meant Northwest. I was like, Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and he was like, I didn't think that that made a difference. Yeah, and it's like, not. no, it does. Yeah. Because I'm in a totally different place than you. It reminds me when I had to explain to a salesperson that I was taking along with me what the difference between even and odd were. Mm. So <laughs> I deliver to the guy. What is the difference? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could mean to the uninitiated, it could mean uh, you're on one side of the road or on the totally opposite side of well, the road. you know. I'm yeah. even odd, you know. Uh, uh, we'll 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 discuss post show. <laughs> but I get to the person's apartment and I say to Jim, I'm like, dude, he's straight up on heroin. He was nodding off as I'm handing him his food. It's what I love to do, man. Yeah. Get that smack in me and start ordering fucking crystal burgers. Like the Amtrak yeah. train. No, that was- it was IHOP. I <laughs> it was i up oh jesus i know that does not sound like euphoric food right there no 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 no, no. i hop is just waffle house for people that can't fight yeah. <laughs> I, was on, I was on an amtrak train with a junkie i think i was we talked about it in a podcast oh, yeah. yeah she was fucked up boy this joke she was i need more information shot herself up and Oh, she was fucked up. And the dude that was sitting with me, I th- I think I talked about this on a podcast. Did you? I don't remember. Okay. I just told a story I didn't remember telling okay, on a this podcast is, until halfway through. Okay, so here's a, okay, here's an Amtrak story. If you haven't heard this one, uh, if you have heard it, turn it off. You've heard it before. Or fast forward. Okay. Anyway, uh, I got on an Amtrak train coming to Atlanta. I got on it in Greensboro, North Carolina. For one thing, it took uh, seven and a half hours to get to Atlanta. Um, from Greensboro, North Carolina, Jesus. which is not, it shouldn't take that long. Anyway, when I got on the train, I got on the train, it was like, I got on the train like two 30 in the morning, drunk as fuck. I've been hammering fucking Jägermeister with my buddy that took me to the train station. Been slamming Jägermeister with him. We get, I get, by the time I get on the train, I am fucking hammered. And they sit me beside a guy that is he's an older man and uh and he's sitting by the window and uh yeah this is the weird thing uh he took my seat at some point during the ride but anyway uh he's sitting beside the window i'm sitting on the aisle seat and uh and when i go to sit down i guess he's kind of half asleep or whatever he's got these ear things in his ears you know and and I guess maybe my arm hit him or something. He freaked out. Boy, he jumped up, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. He scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Neither one of, dude, you okay? Neither one of us was ready and, for that. Yeah, I was not ready for that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, it's like 2.30 in the morning, and I'm just I'm drunk, and I'm wanting to get a shot, you know, and I know they got a bar car. And so I walk up to the bar car, and when I get up there, uh, the guy, <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy whopping off the counter up there. <laughs> 
And, and I was like, hey, man, can I get something to drink? And uh, he said, what do you mean? I said, yeah, because it had... They had a little, it was, it was, it was made for me. Amtrak was made for me. They had a little uh, sheet of paper on the wall of shit that they had uh-huh. uh, for like drinks. And it was like Jägermeister, tequila, and vodka. That was it. It was like, mm. it was like three things, duh, you know? Duh, yeah. And, duh. and, and, and then, <laughs> and then for the other sheet of paper, it had hot dogs <laughs> and, 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 and the Doug other, with ketchup and the food that they had, you know? And I was like, this shit's made for me. It's like so hot I, dogs, so pork rinds. So I get up to the, uh, I, I asked the dude, I said, he goes, what do you want, man? And I said, dude, let me get like two shots of Jaeger and a hot dog. And, uh, he goes, no, you can't get that until six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, fuck. So I said, well, what can I get? He goes, you can have water or you can have water. Oh, <laughs> I said, fuck, give me some water. Then. Yeah. And so he gave me a bottle of water and I went back to the fucking to my seat and I'm sitting there. And, uh, and so I get up and I go back to the, it's called the dining car. Yeah. And the dining car is on the other side of the bar car. And the dining car is like got a big giant window and shit, you know, and it's night. It's fucking night anyway, so you can't really see anything. But <laughs> I'm sitting in the dining car, and there's a chick sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, dude, she was fucked up. I'm talking fucked up. <laughs> and I, and she's like, she, she like stumbles over, staggers over to me. She goes, hey, man, what are you, what are you doing on here? Where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, the curious I said, type. I said, I'm going to Atlanta. And then there was a man uh, that was sitting at the other end of the bar car. He came up and sat at the table with me. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And so, and so this chick, when the, when the guy came up and sat at the table with me, she got on the other side of the car again and went and sat all by herself. And he goes, and he looks at me and he goes, hey, man, where are you headed? I said, I'm going to Atlanta. He goes, me too. And he goes, uh, don't say. and he said, and he goes, and he put his hand out to shake my hand. He goes, Hey, I'm whatever, whatever. And he pulls his badge out. He's a detective oh. for the city of Atlanta. Oh. And, uh, and, and he's looking and I'm, and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him, you know, for a minute, you know, and, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to head back, you know? And so I go back to my seat and, and right, I'm freaked out, you and, know? And right at that moment, and, Doug was happy that he got water. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I got, I got up, I go back to my seat. Now this is when I go back to my seat, the dude has moved to my seat and he's like asleep or whatever. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll sit in here. So, so I, I just sweep past his legs and wake him up again and freak him all out. And I was sitting in his seat, right? And I'm sitting there just staring at him. Like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Man, you got in my seat, you know? So anyway, I'm sitting in the seat. This is when the other train passed. This, dude, I, this freaked me the fuck out. I'm sitting there. I am hammered. I'm hammered. I'm sitting in the, in the seat and in the, you know, the window's right here. Yeah. And a fucking another Amtrak train <laughs> passes right by my window. Yeah, and we're like yep. inches apart, dude, and I'm sitting like, what the fuck? <laughs> All I'm seeing is people go by, you know. Yeah. And Doug jumps, bounces shit. back into and, the guy. And then, yeah, and so I jump and I hit the guy and freak him out again. Oh, God. And then, Third time's a charm, Doug. And, and, then, and then he just, he takes his 
things off and he goes can i get some sleep and i'm like you took my fucking seat man i was like if you were sitting here i would have never that would have never scared the shit out of me dude you do you just slept right through it you know and so uh anyway so i get back up to the bar car it's like okay i, I make my way back up to the bar car this time my buzz is wore off it's like 15 minutes to six. I know they open at six o'clock. Yeah. I'm the first. I'm standing there at the bar waiting, just waiting for it to open. <laughs> they opened, right? I get a hot dog and I get three shots of Jägermeister. Oh my God. And I get a diet Dr. Pepper to chase it down with, Breakfast right? Breakfast of champions. So, um, <laughs> It's like, I'm, I'm already hammered, you know? I, I was hammered when I got on the train. Well, you're coming so, to Atlanta. There's there's, so, there's two ways to come to Atlanta, so and, you to chose, the, and you chose one of the appropriate manners. So I go back to the dining car, right? Yeah. I'm sitting in the dining car. Same shit. Junkie chicks over there. Dudes at the end uh, with her uh, right pretty close to where she is. Yeah. I sit down. I got my shots. I'm fucking like, you know, I got all my shit. I sit my shots down, and, and uh, I sit there, and I... Turn the shot up and drinking my Dr. Pepper and uh, took a bite of my hot dog. <laughs> dude, dude comes back up to the seat, comes back, sits right across from me again. Yeah. And he's like, what you got there? I said, I got me some Jaeger. I was like, I can't take this. He said, God, I wish I could do that. You know, because I guess he was on duty or yeah. something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so basically what he was doing was following that chick. And I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on until later on in the in uh, when we started talking. And uh, the chick goes and disappears. Right? Oh no! And while he's sitting at the table with me, and uh, and and he said, "How's she doing back there?" I said, "She's gone." And he was like, "What?" And he jumped up and he took off. And right when he got up to the door, she was coming back in. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. come back and he sat down at the table with me. We got a code white. We got a code and, white. And so <laughs> and so she goes up. She's sitting at the fuck that she had just shot up. I guess she had went in the little <laughs> yeah. thing and shot up. Yeah. And she come back and she was just like, she was all fucked up. I mean, just mm-hmm. like melted in the seat and shit. Oh yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting there talking to this fucking detective, and I drink my shots and. <laughs> <laughs> And by this time, the sun's starting to come up, right? Uh, and we're in the, the worst feeling. We're in the, world. in the dining car, right? And the dining car, like I said, it's got a big giant window. And this is my first time I've ever been on a train. I'd never been on a train. And and I'm drunk. I'm I'm I had my three shots. I got my buzz going back good, you know. I'm sitting there. I'm rapping with this cop, you know. And in <laughs> the in the fucking all the darkness disappears. It was like we were going through woods or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, it was like wide open, and we were like fucking 200 feet off the ground. Yeah, that part you have mentioned before. Oh, my God. It scared the shit out of me. Dude, I, <laughs> I freaked out. I was like, I was sitting there. I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking holding on to the table. <laughs> Did you grab the and, cop's hand? And say, Tell her to give me what co- she's on. I can't handle co- this. And the cop looks at me and goes, it's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> With a tear on down his eye. I was like, oh my God, I'm freaking out, dude. And it, it, was, it, it was quite beautiful, but it scared the shit out of me. I ain't going to lie. And then so we're back at your car. That old man jumped just out of... <laughs> just out of here. Like, he's not even here. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I stayed in the dining car... Pretty much the rest of the time, you know, yeah, rapping with sure. the cop. And then I did go back to my seat to get my shit, you know, <laughs> when the train was getting ready to stop. But 
by the time I got back there, the dude was awake and he was drinking a cup of coffee and God. he was actually being nice to me. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. My first question to that cop would have been like, what's the story with her and why are you with her? I yeah. Did, I, Is dude, this a prison transport? I didn't, I didn't think he was with her. That was the thing. I didn't know he was with her until I didn't know he was actually, he was following her yeah. Yeah. to get to somebody else. That was basically what he was doing. Okay. And he and, thought maybe and, you were that somebody and, else. Yeah, I, I don't know if he... No, he knew I wasn't part of it. He knew I was just fucking... <laughs> I was freaking out, dude. I told him. I said, dude, I ain't never been on a fucking train before. And, uh, and dude, that... When that... <laughs> I ain't lying, man. When that fucking wide open space <laughs> came right... I mean that far away from me oh, yeah. <laughs> nothing but glass oh, between yeah. me and fucking 200 feet to my death and knowing i'm on a train i'm like please don't derail don't derail don't fucking <laughs> i hate this death tube i know man it's like it, you don't think about shit like that until you're actually in it you know? yeah and yeah. then you're like oh oh my god well i got yeah. a, i got a question to ask you doug when when you got scared did you did you scream the n-word no, i did not well you're a better man than Joe Rogan. I almost shit my pants, though. Well, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> sure. But uh, on Jaeger, anything could happen. Well, if oh, I, dude, I don't think if I hadn't have been on Jaeger, I probably would have shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which is counterintuitive. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people that shit their pants on Jaeger. Yeah, let's just, put, yeah, it, yeah, let's yeah. just put it that way. There's some future stories for later, maybe. Um, but well, anyway, I've kind of hinted at it. Um, well, hold on. Before we wrap this up, so obviously, Arona, you're still alive. Yes, you're here. You survived mm-hmm. the the ghetto uh, now multiple times. You're probably feeling a little emboldened, like I can do this whenever I want. No, <laughs> no, no. So, was that all of your encounters that you that you had down there? Was there anything else? Any more like people hollering out to I you? I mean, or, it or might any have, more no. any more fucking homeless encampments that you drove up in the middle of? <laughs> No, but, uh, you know, Saturday was the uh, day that I carted mostly trans people around and uh, okay, the, what? the gay crowd. Did you meet yeah. any trolls? <laughs> no. Okay. So I was, down at, bridge. I was down at Cheshire Bridge. Uh-huh. Cheshire yeah. Bridge. <laughs> exactly. That's where yeah. the trolls live. Yep. The road that caught fire and is now out of service yes. for a good portion of it. <laughs> that also has all the titty bar. Ooh, I got a titty bar oh. story. Um so that it involves that actually. So Cheshire Bridge is a notorious. It's like the red light district of Atlanta. It's mm-hmm. uh, shithole. Used, but, used to be. Yeah, like back when it was fun, like 10, 10 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you wanted to go get into some shit, uh, that's where you went. Like oh, yeah. the Onyx Black Club is on yeah. there. In fact, one of the massage parlors that got shot up uh, in Atlanta last year <laughs> is right, right down there off Cheshire Bridge. Um, fucking. Um, uh, Tattletales is close by. Oh yeah, yeah. Not on Cheshire Bridge, but a kissing cousin yes. of it. Uh, that whole plot of Atlanta is—if uh, you want to seedy. ruin your life in a single night, <laughs> you can do that there. Yes, it's seedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. seedy if you will. No, I, I'm so <laughs> I pick up this guy at Walgreens, and as we're pulling out of the Walgreens, I'm like, hey what's that and it's oh no <laughs> okay it's you a place that's dressed up as an arcade you know some you know fun name with the word emporium in it and um he's like oh that place dr lingus's fun emporium <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't go in there unless you're looking for certain things. I'm like, well, oh, uh, uh, he's like, depends. And he goes, depends on what you're into. I'm not sure if he was like fishing for whether I was a bear or not, you know, or top or bottom, whatever, whatever. But I was like, uh, well, I'm not looking for glory. If that's what you're asking. Well, <laughs> I ain't and looking so- for no dick. Yeah, <laughs> I already got one of those. I'm good, and I and it's old natural. Yeah, and then he proceeded to uh, spend the rest of the ride pointing out places where he's been blown behind dumpsters. Well, so, men, yeah, or trans or yeah, yeah, well, see, everything yeah, you know. And, yeah, uh, so a real uh, Atlanta tour guide, a winner. Yeah, I wonder if the Chamber of Commerce uh, plus he has to, him on the payroll. <laughs> he had to bring up how uh, if a man's sucking your dick that uh you don't care because your dick's getting sucked <laughs> so wow. i was just like uh okay convenience story uh, i question that logic or, yeah i know exactly <laughs> i'm not gonna put it to the test <laughs> oh yeah, yeah no. not either i'm but just gonna wholeheartedly I'm, disagree yeah I question, <laughs> he was just kind of like well imagine if you were laying there and all you had was a cover and you just felt your dick getting sucked what would happen i was like I'd probably yell, get the fuck off me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, sir. But even if that motherfucker shaved that day, uh, yeah. I don't want sandpaper <laughs> brushing up against my inner thigh. Oh, uh-huh. That would kind of kill it for me. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, speaking of that part of town, I'm going to tell a story. This is this is supposed to be an embarrassing story about me, but I'm going to fucking tell it anyway because I think it's fucking hilarious. So on on this stretch of Cheshire Bridge Road, you got some places like the dollhouse and uh, other strip joints that are right there where they advertise exactly what they are. And there's mm-hmm. no doubt in your mind. It's like, I can go in there and see some tits because I've done it. I've seen them. There's a lot of tits in a lot of those places. Titties. Yeah. And there was a time in my life where, you know, you're in your 20s, early 30s. All your boys are single. You got expendable fundage. Um. And, and you know, you, you go out on the town, you want to go see some tits. Fuck it. Testosterone. Shit. And for a time there, me and my buddies frequented uh, some establishments of the night where ladies get paid uh, large sums of money to not wear clothes. And God bless them. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. there was one night. And you got to you got to be on your P's and Q's about Atlanta because shit will change like overnight quickly yeah. if you go to a place say in the springtime and you go back to that place in the fall it can be a totally di- it could be a fucking golden buffet um and i'm not talking about <laughs> well hold on not the r kelly kind of yeah well uh, okay poor word choice not golden showers but yeah. Um, yeah. but there was oh my god this was a long time ago over 10 years ago I was out with a lot of my college friends, and we they wanted to go to a place that they were familiar with, and it was a place called Bliss. And in this establishment, <laughs> there were uh, there were women stripping, getting naked, whatever, and they had a shower on stage, built in, fucking not like something that they removed, oh, like wheeled nice. in, wheeled out. Okay. And so they they had shower shows. It was a full blown regular ass strip club, but with a shower on stage. Now the weird thing is is that the men's room was on the stage. Like, you had to walk up this ramp (laughs) 
So it's like a long room, and at the end of this room is the stage with the poles and the mirrors and all that shit, and that was like the main stage. Well, if you had to take a piss, you had to go up this handicap ramp that went along the 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 wall, like you're walking directly up onto the stage. So right. 10 feet over to your left, all hell is breaking loose <laughs> right? in the most fantastic of ways, and there's a door. And you go through this door, and you're in the fucking bathroom. And it's like, what the fuck? Did they at least have a handrail? I didn't notice, and if they did, I didn't touch it. <laughs> but is the so, toilet uh, dude dressed up in the gimp suit? <laughs> yeah, it was a sweet old black man in like a tuxedo, handing you know handing me a warm oh, no. towel, which I was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a dollar. How'd you warm that mother? Yeah, I don't see a heater anywhere in here. Aww. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but anyway, so. We went and we had a great time. It was, it was wild because we were also with a group of girls. And if if anybody doesn't know this, if you go to a titty bar, uh, you get treated differently if it's just you and a big group of guys. Yes. Versus when you go with a big group of girls. Mm-hmm. The shit they get away with. You want to talk about privilege? Shit. Oh yeah. A so anyway, in a titty bar. Yeah. So anyway, it was like fifty fifty guys and girls in this group, and we we had a best best night ever. You know, wonderful, awesome. Don't even remember. That's not where the story comes from. That's just how it starts. So that was like in the wintertime. Fast forward a few months to the summertime. We have a work function. We're out near that area. We're we're drinking and schmoozing with some uh, <laughs> company execs. And they break off because they want to go to a different titty bar. And me and a couple of my buddies were like, well, fuck it. If they're going to be hungover from and having glitter on them. Tomorrow morning, why shouldn't we? And I was like, I know the best spot. It's right around the corner. They fucking have a shower on stage. And they were like, say no more, we're in. And so we go. And I remember where this is. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't believe I'm, because this is before GPS and all that shit. I was like, dude, it's behind the fucking Rena Center. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of place. <laughs> it's a titty bar in the back of a Rena Center. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, so we, we show up. And we're paying the doorman, and he looks at us like, huh. And he, he kind of eyes us down, and he sizes us up, and it's, it's a very awkward introduction, because I'm like, this motherfucker didn't do this before. And he looks at us, and he's like, uh, yeah, IDs, and he grabs the IDs, and then he, he hands them back, and he's like, I'm sorry, I just got to have y'all been here before? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I was here with my buddies. Like, we had the best time the shower holy shit wild it was like okay um right this way and i was like yeah i know i've already been here dum dum and we go in and because i'd been there before i already knew where the bar was and i had to take a piss so i was like i gotta go straight to the bathroom oh jesus which is up on stage (laughs) i remember this story i'm loving where this is going now my buddies that i'm bringing with me this night weren't there the first night right so they don't know fuck about anything so they're just kind of checking the place out and they immediately try to stop me and by the way if people don't know me uh if i'm drinking you're not gonna stop me (laughs) no yeah (laughs) so i just tear off he can fly when he's i just tear off and all i hear is jump jump we gotta go and i'm like yeah whatever you're they're just scared of tits yeah, you bunch of fags yeah. <laughs> and so i'm all the way up on the stage and i look over to my left you remember 10 feet to my left all hell breaking loose there were dongs and i mean big ones big floppy dicks there were there were men on stage and i was like wow i guess they've 
expanded their brand. And so I still go to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah. whatever. There's probably some chicks doing lap dances somewhere else. We'll go find them. Yeah. Get away from all this dick viewing. And um, you were used as a prop. Well, uh, <laughs> same guy. Same guy was in the bathroom. Same awkward, oh. weird, warm towels. Oh, Jesus. Did my business. Came out. I can't find my friends anywhere. Of course. And I'm like, uh oh. Well, let me look at the bar. And I look at the bars. Dudes. All dudes. Not a single chick. Not a single floppy tit. Just nothing but big, saggy nuts. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> and the guys that were, you know, uh, the, 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 given their patronage of this place, they didn't look like uh, the guys from last time. You know, normal, normal hetero dudes. And uh, the shit I saw, I can't ever erase out of my memory. You can't unsee that. It was a gay strip club. Yes. Full-blown, men-on-men. Birdcage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All semblances of needing a fucking uh imagination gone just gone don't need it just go right for it uh they they were getting down in a big way oh yeah my friends were already back at the fucking i guess hostess stand (laughs) the doorman and the doorman's nowhere to be found because i wanted my goddamn money back (laughs) i was like this is fucking bullshit so so the doorman's waiting for us in the parking lot because <laughs> he can't he can't ma- maintain professionalism inside because he's outside laughing so hard. We <laughs> open the door and he's doubled over. <laughs> he said we were only in there for maybe a minute and thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said that once my friends came running back out the door without me, yeah. he's like, I, I had to leave the building. It's over. I was yeah. like, I, I can't be recorded laughing this yeah, hard. Right. <laughs> so. so <laughs> And so he was like, you see what I mean when I asked if you've been here before? I was like, this place didn't used to be like this. <laughs> you should warn a motherfucker. He's like, sorry, man. My my, money, my job is to take your money, not 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 warn you about big, <laughs> big hard dicks. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, well, you got to make it up. I was like, tell, tell my friends that I'm not, you know. Uh, you know, into this like this place used to have chicks, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, no, it was, it was actually really awesome." Our clientele's gotten much weirder. <laughs> and he was like, look, "Look, look, because you thought you were going in to see something else, and I can't give you your money back. Uh, here's here's free passes to a place with no penises right down the road. You'll have a good time. Tell him so and so sent you." And that's what I did, and we had a, we had a wonderful time. Yeah, but uh, still can't erase it out of your memory. Well, there's one part of this story I left out. Same guy probably owns Uh-oh. both places. Same one one part. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> and he told me he was like, "No, the owner owns all of them." Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah. just tell them I sent you. They'll take care of you. This trust me. This isn't the first time this has happened. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, uh, if the next place has dicks, I'm coming back." There's a name <laughs> I'm not going to mention, but I know the guy, <laughs> and and yeah. he owned a lot of places. Uh-huh. So. There's a part of the story I left out. When we pull up to this place, because I'm not even looking for telltale signs that the place had changed at all. I see the big wording bliss, the same gaudy lighting, and I'm like, done. Well, they did update on the outside. Underneath bliss, it says male entertainment. And my boy pointed that out. He's like, uh, hey, man, um, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, dude, don't even worry about it. Think about it, man. We're males, and we want to be entertained. <laughs> By the way, uh, oh. still, and this happened maybe in 2010. Still not living that one down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> You'll never live that one down. So, lesson learned. Um, they don't. They don't mean what you want them to mean. They mean they want to put a dick in your face. Which uh, you know, if you're if you're down for that shit, 
Uh, look for the sign that says mail entertainment. If you like to be entertained <laughs> by mails, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. your place. They're, they're telling you who's going to do the entertaining, not yeah. who's going to be entertained. Yeah. I no longer feel terrible about traipsing into the hood. <laughs> you know what I never did? Go back. That's the difference. You never went back. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, good God. But then, uh, <laughs> yeah, when we were in the parking lot while the doorman is about to have an aneurysm laughing so hard, I just immediately have flashbacks of being up on that stage and seeing Dick and not taking that as a sign that things were off. <laughs> I was a little slow. Yeah. You thought you were already in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 I was just like, oh, okay. I guess we're we're pretty progressive around here. Um, but oh. no, it, it is a true story. You will just you, you don't stop for anything when you're that wasted. I remember, uh, you know, we were in Vegas for three eleven, yeah. And you this know, was also the yeah. same year, <laughs> two thousand ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a period in my life that we'll have to further uh, <laughs> investigate at some point. Yeah. No, my fiance at the time is just like, you know, because Jim goes running off into the casino, and mm. she's like, um, "Shouldn't we stop him?" I was like, oh, "No." No, you're, uh, you're going to wear yourself out trying to chase me down, follow me, and get me to change course. You got to let it play yeah. out. <laughs> and I said to her, I was like, here's... It could be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know what stories I'm going to yeah, come back yeah. with. I said, here's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> At 5 a.m., we're going to hear somebody clumsily, you know, trying to open the door. And then when he does, he's going to start making all sorts of not noise, even though he's trying not to. Yeah, muttering weird shit. All right, don't don't do like last time. Yeah, <laughs> just over and over. We don't, don't wake we, him up. We're not gonna mention a particular moment when you uh, knocked on my door. <laughs> we won't go into that story. Okay. Do you, all right. Yeah. Do you remember? You no. remember what I'm talking about? The night you could fly. <laughs> yeah. Did I knock on your door? You did. Oh, it was probably because I couldn't get into my house. You couldn't. <laughs> yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't see the point in bringing you up look, things that we're not going to talk you about. Sure. A little worse for wear that night. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. 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 There's there's a litany of stories. There's yes. And 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 some encyclopedia. <laughs> length volume of stories that I can tell that eventually will come out uh, and they in all due in, time. They all involve drinking. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Copious amounts of alcohol will make a story. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It'll yes. make a story quicker than anything. I know this firsthand. <laughs> I have many, many alcoholic stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was only drinking for maybe four years of my life. Oh, yeah. So I mean, um, if we were to even start like just chipping away at college stories mm. oh lord I don't, even, I don't i don't even know where to start like do i start at being on uh, oh, here's a trend here's the yeah. thing i was on stage <laughs> at a wet t-shirt contest i was not participating but i was sitting on the speaker cabinet <laughs> that was on stage it was not uh security was lax yeah i was underage and everyone was getting served it was our freshman year fuck it i'm i'm and in there it. was I'm a raid <laughs> and I forget that it was like Cavaliers, I think was the name of it, down in yep. Statesboro, like yep. in the fall of 2000. Maybe sometimes there's wet t shirt contests. Sometimes there's bolt uh, or uh, no, the rodeos. rodeos. Yeah. yeah. Ludacris came and performed <laughs> there yeah. at this place. So I'm sitting on stage, and these wet t shirt contests, uh, 
the word around these getting rowdy made its way through Statesboro very rapidly. You you only missed one, and you didn't miss another one after that because the shit was. I mean, it was they. You can't find shit on Pornhub uh, no. that they did. It was it was the closest thing I can imagine to like a donkey show. <laughs> and I'll never forget one night I am blackout fucking drunk, my little legs just dangling off this fucking tall ass speaker tower, and I'm just giggling and just looking at these ladies make horrible decisions but this is all well before smartphones or even a camera was ever attached to a phone so there's no documentation of any of this at all thank god but i'm i'm shit-faced and i got shit-faced there they served me and i was like 17 18 i had to have been 18 but the whole bar was underage and of course they are it's college mm-hmm. and but thank god I was so enamored by what was happening on stage, and I like to get as close as possible to the entertainment at all times, that when the cops busted in to raid the motherfucking place, yep, I was quickly, I just hopped on the stage and ran out the back exit. There you go. <laughs> you were in prime, prime place. And uh, we skadoodled up out of there, but uh, there's actually more details about that story. But oh yeah, no, no, stories for days. There's plenty. Yeah, there's we, plenty. We actually found out days later we were both there. Because I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a uh, big, it was a big spot. But, yeah, um, yeah. No, you brought up Cheshire Bridge uh, and mm-hmm. you're Ubering, and I was like, hey, that reminds me. <laughs> Don't go to Bliss unless you want to see yeah. a Dick. <laughs> it does have to be a little ironic that the place has Cheshire in it, like the cat. So, oh yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, it's a uh, shape shifting motherfucking road. I know that much. Exactly. I don't go there that much because you see, that's also the other part of it is all of my time uh, as a young man running all over Atlanta and the hood uh, and the titty bars and the music venues. I now I've just learned where not to go. And so when I hear that you're like, Hey, is, is Cleveland Avenue bad? And I'm like, run, (laughs) yeah, run, turn your shit around. Tell that man he's not getting his food. Throw it out the window. It won't go to waste. Get the fuck out. How far off of MLK can I go (laughs) and be safe? (laughs) I'm on uh, Metropolitan. I mean, it sounds pretty fancy. (laughs) I was also at Underground last week. Oh, my God. Surprisingly, it didn't. Do you hate your life? (laughs) Surprisingly, it didn't smell like piss. (laughs) actually no the okay so the security guard down there because i was like dude if i called my best friend right now and said where i am he was like dude get the fuck out of there what are you crazy yeah i was trying to be a friend yeah uh and you're like whatever man nothing's ever happened to me to this point i'm good i'm like (laughs) hey god okay this is how every fucking first 48 starts (laughs) at least in this story i was being escorted by the security guard and no, she was giving me the whole story. She's like, oh, yeah, no, the underground's changed. Uh, it's under new management. They cleaned everything up. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. now illegal to kill people here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've made some new updates. <laughs> Meanwhile, I notice there's exactly like five people in there. And by the way, they're all dressed like they're from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, because drugs are the only way to. Uh- <laughs> experience that part of town because it's horrible yeah we're noticing a trend on me for you it's drunk stories me it's uh, making poor decisions about yeah. where i decided going to into, go going into places you have no business <laughs> hey the new mayor's gonna take care of all of that well of course you're gonna crack uh, yeah. down on all that stuff but I, i'll tell you this much 
Um, I guarantee you that the people that uh, that occupy those areas mm-hmm. don't give a flying fuck about what Rogan said. No. Which I've kind of I've hinted at it now a handful of times because I can't find a good spot to just say we're going to talk about it. But we're going to talk about the N word and Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, yeah, we're not a breaking news podcast. You come here to hear about shit that uh, other people had already fully covered two weeks ago. Joe Rogan said the N word. He did a lot. Oh my god! I know. Apparently, him. to where they could cut it together. How and how lengthy was that? Yeah, it was like a I don't know, few minutes, few minutes <laughs> video. But here's the thing about this: like on the last episode, if you totally don't pay attention to anything, we talked about how Rogan uh, apologized. For having controversial guests on uh, that were talking about medical misinformation. And so that was the first strike. And I said back then, I said immediately, because this was when we recorded that episode. It was before the N-Word compilation video uh, got the most recent push. The video is old as shit. I saw it four years ago. It's nothing new. Uh, and if you were listening to Rogan 10, 12 years ago, you heard it when it happened. And it wasn't a big deal. Because all he was ever doing was talking about the the idea that a certain grouping of sounds that you can make with your mouth could elicit such a response. And that, to him, was bonkers. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, and to me, it is, too. It, yeah. It's still bonkers to me. To me, to me, is saying the N-word worse than saying the actual word? I mean, it's like it's kind of cruel because it's making you say it in your head. It, it is. You're going, it I is. know what he's talking. He's it, talking to me. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's like a. It's almost like a. I don't know. Never I'm, mind. I'm going to make you I'm say gonna, the thing that I'm too much no, of a yeah. bitch to say. Yes. There's a comedian yeah. who yeah. has a whole segment based on that exact thing. So yeah, a lot of a lot of the best comedians. That's how they do it. Is they don't. The, they don't have to come out with puppets and be like, here's punchline, you know, here's set up punchline joke. Ha ha. Right. They, they do it in a way where they get you to go where they want you to go without them being so like, okay, turn the page class. Now we're going to talk about this. The best ones are the ones that get you to naturally go where you are uncomfortable going uh, and crossing that line. But anyway, so as of the last time that you heard our stupid sounding voices it was just the medical inf- misinformation thing and rogan came out and made an apology and even accepted the terms of putting a warning and i went off saying rogan's a bitch rogan's a bitch here he needs to tell him to fuck off he needs to use his fuck you money blah 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 blah. well obviously that didn't happen and so after strike one medical misinformation they came with a fucking uppercut of rogan says the n-word now that we have everyone's attention this is a method methodical takedown attempt of a what they think is a political opponent and we might get into that later but which i mean to be fair he has openly said since the incident it's like uh, this is straight up a witch hunt that's all yeah yeah but it comes out and he immediately didn't heed any of my warnings immediately comes out and apologizes even harder there's no time where it's ever right for a white person to ever say that word. And it's like, defend what you did. Don't apologize for all white people. Like, you're, you're, you're fucking up again, Rogan. Like, here's a grand opportunity to actually have the discussion that you were trying to have by saying the word. And you're not even, you're not even trying. You're just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's never a reason. I don't care. A white person should never say it. I didn't think. <laughs> and I was like, 
No, you were even talking about how it's crazy that white people can't make that mouth sound. That was the whole point that you were making. And now you're just backtracking on all of it. So there's a lot of people that are pretty let down that were longtime Rogan fans that he apologized because apologies never end the mob. Uh, it's almost like Rogan doesn't understand that he's in a fight. That he thinks that uh, well, this is just crazy. They they took me out of context. Those silly beans. And it's like no, it's it's a political hit. Yeah, know? they they already got rid of what almost eighty of his podcasts. I mean, they removed yeah. seventy plus over a weekend, and it was each episode that the N word came out, and they didn't even use every time he said the N word. In fact, there's a time where he had a, another comedian on, and he was like, "Come on, say it, say it, come on, you just say it," because mm. the guy wouldn't say it, and finally he was like, "Okay," and he said it, and Rogan was like, yeah, "See, isn't that liberating?" Yeah, it's yeah. just a word. They took that episode down. And so they went back and inst- and this is the So when I first heard cuz there's a website called jremissing.com. You can track every episode that's ever been pulled. And I think we're up to 113 total, but 70 of them were added to that list over the weekend. And I was just like Rogan don't don't start doing this. Don't start caving in because there's not a line that they're going to say, we're good now. They'll just continuously keep coming and coming and coming. But I figured if Rogan and his misinformation apology was like, well, I'll accept a warning label, then go back and bleep out the fucking N word in those episodes and leave the episodes up. Mm. Why do you have to take down three hours worth of something for a two second word? Yeah. Like that makes no sense. I would have still shot on him for censoring himself, but at least the episodes would still be up. This is like, and the only thing I haven't found out, maybe y'all might know, is if Spotify did it on their own to like try to, you know, get in front of it, or if Rogan asked for them to pull the episode. I I don't know if this is confirmed, but just about everybody that's been talking about it is um, stating that the White House pressured Spotify. I mean, I I mean, I heard that they they asked Spotify to do more. Yeah, that doesn't. Spotify is not even an American company. No, it's true. So they can tell the White House to go fucking shove it. This, you know, what's crazy about all of this, about everything, uh, all this cancel culture shit that's going on, is you is to this day delirious is on Netflix, uh, Amazon. You can watch it anytime. Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy, delirious. Yeah. And it is one of the funniest fucking, it's, it's a classic. It's a, it's, it's what made him a mega fucking star. Yeah. He shits on everything. You can take any five minutes of it anywhere and cancel him today, Mm -hmm. but you don't see anybody canceling that. It's definitely selective. Mm-hmm. And you know why why nobody's canceling that? Because because he has enough melanin? It, no. No, it's because all these old fucks that are running DC now, they all loved it when it happened. Yeah. They all love that shit when it happened. But anything anything new, anything new that's happening that's that's trying to do the same shit, oh, it's got to get canceled. We got to squash that out. We got to squash that out. We got to squash that out all these comedians that are apologizing for shit that they've done in the past and all that to me, it's ridiculous because 
just like Joe Rogan was trying to say, it's just fucking words. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's, oh, well, words mean some words. And words don't mean shit. Words don't no. mean shit coming from the president of the United States. No. Obviously. I mean, we've been getting shit on from China and Russia for fucking years. I think it's intent and, and behind so, the word more than the yeah, word choice. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. the intent. Yeah. If you're going to put a value system on words... Um, you know, I can say certain words in a loving manner, yes, and I can say those same exact words in the same order, right, in a very hateful manner, right. right. It's all about what my intent uh, behind those words are, and that's where the true value of words inherently are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the first place. But the the apologizing should stop; it needs to stop yeah. because they're. They're never going to stop looking no, for things no, because they're, no. they're just trying to make you not speak. No, but the, the thing about words, man, it's a two-party system. It's between the person saying and then also the person receiving. If the person receiving decides not to be annoyed or uh, offended by the word, then that's their decision. It's it, People are just you know making an issue and creating... Basically giving words power that they do not deserve. That's it's why they put a fucking knob on the radio, dude. Yeah. So you could change the fucking station. Thank you, it's George why you Carlin. Gotta, same way with a mouse, yeah. a computer mouse. You fucking, you hear something on the internet, you see something on YouTube that fucking makes you, your blood boil, just go to fucking granny knit in a fucking sweater. It's the next video. Yeah. You know, it's... It, yeah, Rogan's not you too. He's not yeah. forcing his way into your phone. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. It, you have to go seek it out. Yeah. And if you hear something you don't like, much like this podcast, stop listening. Yeah. Or yeah. you can rage fucking go. You can just go the fuck off and I won't apologize to you. And you know what's crazy? What you can't stop listening to is anything about COVID. Yeah. If you stop, if you just say, oh, I ain't listening to that shit. Oh, no, you will listen. You, you will. will. You, you will, will listen to more of it now. No, you will listen to this. You need to you catch will, up because you, obviously you haven't been listening. Yes, you haven't been listening enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you will listen. Yes. You know, so. And see, the, the, the thing that irritates the shit out of me to no end is the actual part of the population doing the canceling accounts for maybe three or four percent of our population. If that exactly not even yeah I I'd say it's three percent yeah, no. of one. I'm being generous. Yeah. Yep. I'm being very generous. But here's the thing: like I'll never apologize to them because I don't. They're not a part of my no, life. Fuck right. you no, all. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna get to a point here yeah. that the I'm not just coming out being a a a hardened dick. Pun intended. You know from bliss. But anyway, I'm not just some fucking asshole. Like I would apologize to people in my life, friends, family loved ones, people that I care about, if I have ever done anything that actually genuinely hurt them, hurt their feelings, or made them look at me in a different way, that shit bothers me. And mm -hmm. I would I would want to and apologize for that because that's never my goal with people I care about. But if there's something that I have done or said that some random fuck that I've never met that doesn't know me and I don't know them and they just don't like what I did, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's the apology you'll get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think mass apologies to a bunch of people that you don't know is insincere. Like, it doesn't... Ag it means again, shit. Again, there's no value there. Yeah, there's, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I can't feel for every human that's ever breathed air. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. if, if you got upset about something, it's on you to get over it. But if you're in my life, like, trust me, if my parents heard this podcast, they would be disappointed. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's very little I've done and said on this show that would make a parent proud. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But this isn't for them. 
And if they ever heard it and it hurt their feelings, I would apologize, but I would keep doing it because it's not for them. Just like yeah. the N-word, you know? Sorry, mom. <laughs> the N-word's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're sounding a lot like Brie Larson right now. <laughs> oh, fuck that. <laughs> but my point is, is only apologize to the smallest group of people that you actually affect. Yeah. And that affects your life. Some random fucking twat with a bull ring in fucking Portland that will never like Rogan um, doesn't deserve your apology for anything. And like I said, when you were talking about going to underground and the hood and all these places, and I said, I don't think these people would give a flying fuck about what Rogan said. I've got evidence. I came with receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy on YouTube. His name is James Klug. That's K-L-U-G. He immediately, the next day when the story broke, went out on Venice Beach and just did like guy on the street, man on the street interviews, just going up to random people. And I know you can edit these things to make sure. them look like people are dumber than they actually are or that they said something out of context, but I don't know. There's a certain couple in there that I don't think he had to edit very much to make them sound fucking idiotic. No, I don't think any of the people that he used are edited, <laughs> but there sure. might've been other people that didn't make the cut. Oh, exactly. My point is, is I exactly. understand the medium of video can be manipulated, sure. but I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to make a point. And in this video, which I thought was quite interesting, he interviews black people and white people and asks them, do you give a fuck? Last 12 years, the N-word has been brought up on the show a handful of times. I'm going to provide full context for you. On the video, he's not directing the N-word at anybody, okay? They're either uh, discussing the word itself or he's quoting someone. So watch this video. Especially the word That's our He says Not once has he used it with malicious intent towards somebody, but he was quoting someone or talking about the word itself. Now, on the the show, the last 12 years, does it bother you or does it not? As soon as I get me a show, it's the first thing I'm going to say, I made it. (laughs) Do you care? Yeah. Do you guys care? Absolutely not. Hell no. To be honest, I'm not really in the position, being white, to comment on it really necessarily, but it's offensive and it's not our choice. He sounds like a white Jimi Hendrix. It was used originally to oppress people, right? With the ER and such. But you can say the same thing as boy. You know what I mean? Somebody go around talking about, hey, come here, boy. That's up. You know what I mean? Uh, first of all, I'm not on the show and I'm not getting paid, so t- typically, no, I don't care. Okay? We'll care if, we, if we're getting paid a little bit. <laughs> maybe. You know, maybe, but at the end of the day, I still wouldn't care. It is kind of a debate, you know what I'm saying? If you see people throwing that shit around back and forth, it's like, all right, what are we doing? Are we oppressing ourselves? He said he hasn't used it in the last few years, but he thinks Spotify should remove him because of that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Did you guys hear about the scandal recently yeah. with the N-word being yeah, used? Yeah. Okay, well. Okay, yeah, so all the, the all the white people want him removed, and yeah. uh, all, all the, the black that, people don't give a fuck. All the people that had a problem were white, bougie progs. They were all yeah. white. And yeah. notice the one person that made a very honest statement of, if it were affecting me financially, yeah. sure, I'd yeah. be offended, if but he was getting not paid. really. Yeah, if, if some super pack came and dropped two grand in my pocket, yeah, yeah, I'd be mm-hmm. offended as fuck. What you want me to say? Yeah, speaking of super packs. Yeah, so that's kind of the whole the whole thing. I don't know why that started playing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. But this wasn't 
this wasn't organic. Like I said, this video has been out. I saw it years ago and I chuckled the whole way through because I'm like, oh, that's going to come back to bite him at some point. <laughs> he should probably go ahead and address the fact that this video is out there, but he didn't. Um, there's a, the group that's taking credit for this, there, there's a Twitter handle and I guess a website called Patriot Takes, which just screams, uh, we aren't about what you think no. we're about. Um, <laughs> they're basically just the, the Lincoln project for the left. It's like Catholics naming an organization, children welfare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah hands across the world for little children. <laughs> but this Patriot takes is part of a bigger group called Midas touch. And if you just look up Midas touch, they are a super PAC for the Democrat party where they have billionaire donors that just donate all this fucking money. And just to go out and do hit campaigns on their political rivals. And that's just what they exist for. That's, that's what they do. And they're, they have a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. It's kind of the beauty about uh, the internet never forgets because you can literally go and uh, check out what they're all about. And on their podcast, the same week that they released this video, Dave Portnoy, the CEO of Barstool Sports, uh, somehow got his way on their show Basically reached out to him and was like, let me on. We need to fucking chat. And they were like, oh my God, we're getting attention. Let's bring him on. Man, you know what? We should start a podcast. We should. Yeah. We'll talk about it after we're done recording this. Yeah. Um, but Portnoy comes on and just flames him the whole time. I would suggest go on YouTube, look up Midas Touch, Dave Portnoy, and watch it yourself. But there's a, there's a moment in this episode where Portnoy, who has connections, by the way, because he has a shitload of money. I don't know if it's through a private investigator or a whistleblower, but somebody took screen grabs of text messages from these Midas Touch fucks, and he even brought it up. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, does somebody know Alexi? Uh, uh, is Alexi a part of any of your lives? <laughs> and you can see the guy in the top left-hand corner just kind of like, oh, shit. And then they were, and they were like, Why, what, what does this prove? What is, this proves nothing. What, did we know Alexi? He was like, well, I have in my possession... Text messages between he names the guy in the top left between this guy and Lexi, who's your fiance, also, <laughs> and you say the n word repeatedly in 2014 in text messages with your fiance, and I have it. I have it in my evidence, or I have that evidence in my hands. Do you? Do you? <laughs> do you reject what I'm telling you? And he couldn't. He didn't. Yeah. He was like, oh fuck. Because so, okay, now is he implying in all this? That Lexi passed on the information? Oh, no. He's just saying you're hypocritical okay. fucks. I like, was just curious. His whole point was don't question how I got sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. The point is I got it. Right. And yeah, I can yeah. bring you fuckers down the same way you're trying to bring Joe down. And what you're doing is transparent and you're pieces of shit for right. it. Which, respect to Portnoy for, you know, playing the greasy, weaselly game that they're playing. Calling them out. I like it. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? You know what? I would like to put this out there and... uh this is not me saying it. It's not any of us saying it. But there is somebody that I think has said the N-word in a much more abrasive fashion. That It's funny. This has actually been out for decades, much longer than Joe Rogan's ever had a podcast. And these Midas Touch fucks, they don't, they don't want to touch this one. Well, I guess I probably should let you know who it is. It's our old pal Howard Stern having a good, good hmm. role of uh, the N-word. 
tonight. Whoopi done wrote everything I'm going to say here tonight, so it's all right. Ain't that right, you smelly nigga? I didn't write that. Well, he is a smelly nigga. Hey, Robin, what does you call a black rocket scientist? I don't know, Dad. A nigga. Whoopi wrote it. Whoopi wrote it. I want you to give us a kiss, you smelly cockhead coon. I love you. May I say something yeah. here? Oh, you can say whatever you want, you smelly nigga. Oh. <laughs> Whoopi wrote that. That's it, Ted. You didn't know I was going to say that. Whoopi had no chance to write it. I don't accept that kind of language. You can call her whatever you want, but you don't talk to me that way or I'll leave. Well, don't let the door hit you on your big black ass, mama, on the way out of here. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Now, Whoopi, you is a filthy nigga. Mm. Oh, my God. Wow. Howard took huh. it to another level, didn't he? Damn, oh, Howard. Now, now, not All only, of which not, is happening during the time that he's in blackface. Yes, oh, he's, yeah, he's in blackface, <laughs> and he has George Jefferson in a headlock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he does. He does. <laughs> and, and so, and you heard Robin, like, admonish him, like, hey, dude, no, 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 no. Like, you can do your little skit or whatever and keep it in that. That's cool. Just don't direct it at me. Right. Yeah. Because I don't want to be called that. And well, I don't know if he cor- made a correction, but <laughs> I don't think he corrected. Yeah, he continued no. on. Yes. Um, now, anybody that listens to this podcast is already online. They're, you're already on the internet. You've heard the Joe Rogan inward compilation. There's no point in playing it here. What do you think? And this is a pretty easy softball question. What is do you think is worse? Worse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's an easy. That's an easy thing. Yeah. No. Even at that. Howard Stern is doing it in front of a black man in blackface in blackface as a comedy bit. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the background is laughing their balls off. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only funny part of those years was Jackie Martling just sitting in the back, just having a ball. So I'm not even saying that he should get canceled for this. That wasn't just Jackie. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not just Jackie. I was just saying, uh, you know, I mean, look, what Howard Stern did. But, and we were talking about this before the podcast, and I know you don't like him now, and I, it's it's cool. I mean, people get older and they turn into, you know, curmudgeons, whatever. But anyway, what he was doing was taboo. That was everything Howard Stern touched uh, to get him to where he's at was totally against societal norms. Everything yeah. that he did. It can it can be easily broken down by the part in uh, private parts where they're asking him, it's like, you know, why do they listen to him? And it's like the people who like him want to hear what he's going to do next. Right. And then they, and then they're like, two, well, and well, they listen for two hours people? and ten minutes, and yeah. then the other and then the other people that hate him listen for three hours and three and a half hours. They listen more. And yeah. what's the main reason why they do it? They, they want to hear, hear what he's going to do next. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly and. And he kicked the door open for that. And when Rogan apologizes, every time every time anybody apologizes for what they do, they are um it, it it's almost it's like Larry Flint. I go back to Larry Flint too, um, when it comes to free speech. It, 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 you're you're shitting on the on the trailblazers Mm -hmm. that made things the way they are that made things so you could actually have the freedom of speech to do what you do howard stern 
got fucking fined by the FCC mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of dollars every episode, and and they <laughs> and they paid it. And yeah. why did they pay it? Because they made more money off the show than the FCC could find. They couldn't find them out of business. They yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. And why? And now. Why would they make so much money off of that? Because everybody was entertained. Well, and and, 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 yeah. and if you're not entertained, it's just like what you said. I'm sure people that fucking hate Joe Rogan do the same shit. They probably watch his podcast every fucking day, so looking like, for something the, they can shit on. What the fuck are you going to say today, yeah, Joe? Yeah, what well, are you going to? Yeah, it turns out to be where an explanation of innocence is an admission of guilt. Yeah. That's exactly. Well, it's an admission that you've done something wrong when you haven't done anything wrong. And that whatever blowback's coming your way is warranted and justified. And it's not. Like, the reason why, like you were saying, uh, that they would pay the FCC fines is because they knew that they would be fined financially. Because the more stink that's being made around something, the more it attracts. Right. The more viewers. you're You're now making the... Now Joe is more attractive. Yes, exactly. Spotify, I bet, I guarantee you, he's probably got fucking hundreds of thousands of more followers now on yeah, Spotify. More than likely. Hundreds of thousands. Because I was surprised that there's still people to this day that don't even know who the fuck Joe Rogan is. Not, not anymore. A friend, no, yeah. a, a, friend of our, a friend of the show, Stone, posted a screenshot about, you know, this was back during the medical misinformation campaign. Where she posted some screen grab meme of something to the effect of, you know, don't take your medical advice from a guy on the internet, blah, blah, blah. Totally harmless. Well, somebody commented on her post. uh, Basically, like, I had to Google Joe Rogan to find out who he is and what this is all about. And now I'm questioning everything about you as a person. And if I still want to be your friend, which is the most wrong way to take any of this. Yeah. But it just proved a point that there was still at least one person out there that didn't even know who the fuck Joe Rogan was, much less the controversy around him. Just because he has 11 million uh, followers or listeners, subscribers to his podcast, that's still a very small amount. There's 330 million people in 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 America. And you know that all of his followers aren't just American. So... Even though Rogan has the biggest platform and the biggest podcast of all time, he's still only hitting a very, very, mm-hmm. very small amount of actual people that listen to, that consume media. And more and more people are hearing about Joe because of this. And there's a lot of them that are naturally going to side with him and some of them that are, so he's only going to grow. And nobody you, nobody yeah. that's listened to Rogan to this point, none of those 11 million are saying, oh, well, now I have to stop because, oh, my Lord, I didn't know anything about Joe before. Right, yeah. right. And that's what I'm saying. The, the, more, the more attention you can attract by, and it's just like Howard Stern learned this. Howard Stern's a fucking genius. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I, no, my I'll hat's give off. Him that. My yeah. hat's off to him, man. He, he, saw, a, he saw a missing... He saw something that was missing on radio and he filled it and and not only did he fill it he pushed it so far he pushed it I mean he pushed it up to the wall and beyond the wall yeah. and yeah. basically knocked the wall over and once he did that then you started having all these morning shows like the you know the regular yeah. guys and all, I mean, yep. all of the, all of the morning shows Opie and Anthony yeah, yep. yeah. any 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 morning show that has more than one dude talking to you in the morning 
is spawned from Howard Stern. Yeah, 100%. And this and so, is spawned from Howard exactly, Stern. Exactly. This podcast, everything. Every, yeah. any, anytime there's a conversation happening um, and it's aired and it's uh, in, a, in a format of more than one person talking to you and giving you information or whatever, that is spawned from Howard no, Stern. And, and Doug, I don't deny the impact that Howard Stern had. I and I mean I don't hate what he was. I hate what he's become. And and I can and I, and, and people can, change a lot when he's hurt, he's hit a certain strata that he doesn't have to be that envelope pushing right, or right. not envelope pushing but that boundary pushing guy anymore. Right. He can he can come back and be comfortable. And, and it's not that I don't get that. I, I think it also yeah, I I'm mean, on your side here. No 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 I know. Something I want to point out about that though is he is what he is to keep the money coming in. Whereas Joe Rogan, you know, he's a fifty something stoner and he's approaching this like I Oh, okay, I'll just come out and do whatever because fuck this, life is too short. I just don't want the trouble. Yeah, and so that's his first mistake. I mean, you know, and I know I was on here last week saying, you know, I, I and I, I mean, there is a you were, you were pulling a Joe Rogan. No, there is a place <laughs> in which I still get it and still support it, but yes, it blew up in his face and you know fucked up my point. But yeah. I mean, I'll admit when I'm wrong. But when, when things like this happened and when Howard Stern was doing it before, I remember back in the day when all the late night shows, especially like the later ones, like the actual debate shows would come on and be like, uh, Howard Stern back in the news saying horrible things. Let's discuss. And they would have, you know, the, the great thinkers of the time uh, kind of cut through it and go, well, I think he should say it. Well, I think he shouldn't. Well, whatever. But same thing happens now with Joe. In fact, I got two guys, uh, one Glenn Lowry and a John McWhorter, two black academics who aren't just looking at this from a cultural thing, like what the guys on the beach were saying, like, I don't know, man, maybe I'd be upset if you gave me two grand. And then other people have been like, no, I don't give a shit. These are actual people that are breaking it down in the same manner that we used to watch other big brain dudes try to talk about Stern back in the day. Oh, you mean when people could talk about shit? Yeah, and they still can. I mean, I think this uh, policing of the spoken sounds nigger and saying you can't say that is a pathetic expression of weakness. It's petulant. It's, it's like grabbing the microphone from a speaker whose arguments you just can't bear to hear. It has, there's no power in it whatsoever. There's no real power. There's no wealth in it. There, there's no entrepreneurship in it. There's no educational mastery in it. There's no fixing any broken family in it. There's no solving a crime problem in it. All it is is throwing a tantrum. I'm weak. I'm black. You said the N-word. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's pathetic. It is. It's performed delicacy. And there's been such an uptick in that on that word over the past about 15 years. And I just don't get how anybody can say they're a strong person and engage in that performance of allowing white people that power. People are going to keep on uttering it in, you know, for various reasons. And we've got this popular music that's full of it. And you decide that anytime you hear this word said by anybody but a black man from the street, you're going to you know, go crawling into a corner. It's a performance. It's not real. Nobody cognitively whole truly feels that way. It's I'm, something that 
black people teach each other, and it really needs to stop. There are other sure things. We have other things to do. Go ahead. Yeah, no, we're going to conclude here. I just want to reiterate, reiterate something you said earlier, which is we are not talking about the use of the word as a slur where you call someone an N-I-G-G-E-R, like you call them a K-I-K-E, or you call them an S-B-I-C, or you call them an M-I-C-K. We're not saying it. Yeah, and there's a We're not approving of the use of the word in that way. And the damnedest thing is that there's a kind of person who will listen to what you and I are saying and say that they're condoning the use of the N-word. They're condoning the use of the N-word actually pretending to think that that's what we're saying god that one makes me sick now what if your buddy's name is mick hmm. well you better tiptoe when you're around that fella that's Sorry, all i mick. know <laughs> i can't call you by your name anymore <laughs> but it's like yeah when if the people that stop if the stopping of the saying of that word by white people is meant to protect black people it ain't working and black no. people don't care then it's literal performative art that white people do for other white people's approval. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's what it always is. Yeah. And that's why you don't apologize. Yeah. And believe me, if any of the people that are defending the fact that, oh, this should not happen, I'm I am just so outraged, and they're over thirty five, do some digging. They've got a lot of inwards hitting. Look, this goes back to the whole what's her name, Rachel Rachel Dolezal yep. or whatever the oh, name is. Yeah, Rachel yeah, Dolezal. Yeah, yeah. The, the NCAA. The, uh, the white, <laughs> the white, white, white head of the NCAA, of the Washington yes. State yeah. NCAA. Or, 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 I mean, yeah. oh, wow! Holy fuck! Is it because crap. they're good at sports? <laughs> Why is that, Arona? Is, wow. is it because they have an extra? <laughs> muscle twitch wow fiber. that was a legitimate gaffe <laughs> what did you oh did you graduate from the jimmy greek yeah. <laughs> jimmy the greek school of racism you ignorant apologize to me now or else you shall be canceled yeah. it's the same thing dude you have a white chick that felt so bad for being white that she tried to make herself black yeah yeah that yeah. It, it, it had some guilt that's yeah. some serious gifts. That's uh, actually it's some serious mental issues yeah. is what it is. It's people mm-hmm. that because aren't a- able to be just comfortable being who, who they've been since birth. Uh, I it, guess it, it transforms a lot of different regions of, uh, psyche. No, but it, 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 it is mental. It yeah, is. It's it mental. comes that's down mental. to the fact that's mental that we are inundated with guilt. It's like everybody that's all anybody identifies with and the reason why they're so quick to defend is because they know they're just as terrible and but no they're more terrible because they know that some part of them is utilizing these feelings and they know exactly how they would direct those words and it is with malice it's it's that or it could be mixed with the fact that they don't have any other inherent value Mm-hmm. And the only value that they can scrum up is being a victim or being a white knight for victims, right. all of which are artificial and made up. Well, and you, you always uh, mention something about me always bringing up incels. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again. It's, you know, creating this mythology because you don't want to actually create a personality for yourself. Yeah. I just think incels is a very particular thing. And typically, the the things that you attribute to it are much affect a much 
broader group of people than just incels. Mm-hmm. And so no, that's you're why I'm right. just like, man, you right. kind of seem a little uh, stuck on the whole incel thing. Like you can you can say this affects people like like the way I said uh, just a minute ago. Yeah, they they could be saying these things because to them, if they were saying it, they would be meaning malice and harm mm-hmm. towards somebody else by using that vocabulary. But really, what it comes down to when you drill down to it is just people don't value themselves. They yeah. don't they don't see any goodness in themselves, but being just who they naturally are, they think it's subpar, subservient. So they have to go out of their way and find something that they think creates value that other people would want. Yeah. And it's because they've been told this is wrong. You will get rewarded if you if you think like we do and if you talk like we do and if you act like we do because their little circle is so minute that they don't understand how retarded they actually are to the rest of us. But quickly, we'll we'll jump over to one last thing that I got. You know, we're all fans of comedy on this podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> no matter how this podcast comes across to anybody. I don't no, have, I'm not. Well, I, don't I don't like to like, laugh. I don't like funny, funny. I fucking hate laughing. Yeah, fuck you and God you're funny. God damn it. If there's one thing I hate, it's being fucking happy. I'm going to go mm. cry. <laughs> Every time I get happy, it just reminds me how pissed off I am about how much I hate happiness. I'm just going to go and listen to some Depeche Mode. Fuck yeah. But there's been a a big divide culturally we've covered it ad nauseum on this fucking podcast but even in the comedy world where normally entertainers people that are comedians and shit like that typically lean on the left but the good ones are able to point out what's funny across the board that's the that's the brilliance behind comedy is you take things that all manners of people can relate to and you you it's it's also a good business model Broaden your fucking audience. Mm-hmm. Say things in a manner that hits both sides or hits everybody um, and makes everybody kind of come to the same conclusion. We've seen, a, like I said, a huge rift recently in the entire culture to where now even comedy is, is split. You now have right-wing comedians and left-wing comedians and even people that used to be funny as shit on shows such as Arrested Development. And Mr. Show, uh, obviously, I'm talking about one Mr. David Cross from right here in the Atlanta area, one of our one of our own. Well, he's got a new special coming out, and he released the first three minutes of that special on his Instagram, where he takes a dig at my boy, the the brew man. Mm. He points out Jim Brewer in this, so that got my attention, and I listened to it, and knowing that I was already gonna be kind of you know coming with a little bit of adversity i want to play it for you guys to see if y'all have any level if you if can y'all find the comedy in this because or am i just taking this too personally where i can't see comedy based on the ideology of the person telling it so here's david cross let me know what you guys hear can do this so we can all do this and gather here and and because we got vaccinated and because you know we wore masks and, and we all acted like responsible adults uh we can do this we can gather and do this and not die you know it's a good feeling because all over america they're gathering and doing this going to a show like this not like this uh probably more of a 
Jason Aldean, Travis Tritt, you know, Jim Brewer vibe to it. But they're they're gathering. They're gathering in a space like this, unvaccinated, unmasked, and some of those people will die. They will die of COVID. They'll get COVID and they'll die. And it's important for me to to me that to to that you know that you know I take no more than a little bit of joy in that um, you know you know that they will die uh, of COVID because people are going to die of COVID. That's just fact. We know that. That's the numbers. So. Those are the people that should die from COVID. Those are the, I mean, who knows how many people they've infected and unwittingly killed, how many people they've made orphans or widows or widowers. I mean, so so people are going to die of COVID. Those should be the people that die. And, um, uh, and it's, it's what, what I'm saying is it's okay to wish them dead. It's all right. <laughs> giving you permission to wish them dead it's it's all right uh uh you know don't be a dick about it don't don't you know don't go on tv and uh say it but uh you know just quietly in in here in your heart you can wish them dead and the reason it's okay to wish them dead is because wishes have no power. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. You can wish for whatever the fuck you want. Doesn't mean you're gonna get it. Wishes have no power. Wish away. Wish, wish away. It's fine. In fact, wishes have, and this is scientific fact, wishes have exactly as much power as prayer does. Same thing. Same thing. You have 100 people praying for something here and 100 people wishing for the same thing. Same results every single time, exact same time. Now, if those people, those two groups could get together and combine their absurdist, ineffective Things. Oh my gosh, the power they would have. I wish that your prayer would come true. Well, I pray that your wish comes true. I wish. Okay. Well, he kind of turned it around at the end right there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But I, I you know, um, yeah, I don't know. It's I'll give it the funny. merit of actually being. Uh, David Cross kind of style yeah, stand up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's misguided, but I mean, it it, it does sound like David Cross at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. and that's okay. You have a style. And, I mean, yeah. a comedic style. I I got where the comedy kicked back in. Yeah, where mm-hmm. he was talking about wishes and, and prayers. prayers being equally and then useless. talking about them getting together that was the that yeah. was the thing. And it was like yeah. oh okay yeah. so now, now now we're starting the comedy right but knowing and seeing david cross speak on panels he's probably not even vaccinated oh no he's all the way juiced up nah. like I, he's fully now i will say this about his uh his views on it anyway is how many people have 
the vaccinated people infected. Uh-huh. That's what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, so, quote unquote, unwittingly. Yeah, exactly. Unwittingly. Yeah, yes. thinking that they were bulletproof. Yeah. Um, because they were led <clears throat> misinformation from the people that they worship. Now, it's right. funny at the end, he talks about how religion and prayer and worship is futile, yet he belongs to a particular method of worship and religion and yeah. that is the one that makes him feel comfortable i got some i got a question he, for you he, he's wishing that the vaccine will keep him protected from dying but that vaccine does just as much as what he thinks wishing does i've got yeah. a question for you would you believe in karma if he came down with covid tomorrow no, I would believe that he was probably in a room full of fucking uh, COVID having motherfuckers and karma is not a real just, thing. Just, yeah. just curious. <laughs> just curious. I've been watching too much Bill Moore. Yeah, he's I know. Been, I watched it too. I don't fucking, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't buy into that bullshit. I'd be, <laughs> karma's a thing, dude. <laughs> well, I'd be spending all my time not wishing other people dead. That's, and, yeah. And I don't wish, and car, not, I don't wish bad things on people. And I know, like Bill Maher was saying, bad things happen to people or whatever. But if you, I, I really strongly believe that if you go through life, living your life a certain way, uh, karma does kick in. <laughs> it does. It's mm. and, and, and you can call it karma. You can call it, it was coming anyway. You can call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. You know, he was headed down that path anyway. You know, that's what people always say. Yeah, it was the, the path of karma. I think that it's was cause the path and effect was, more than anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, me, I believe in karma. Which well, is hilarious because the people that typically believe in karma don't really, are, aren't really too fond about organized religion. Yeah. But yeah, this is where I go. That is true. This is pretty fucking woo-woo. This I'm, is more of a security blanket for you to attribute when something happens in this manner that doesn't have God associated to it, but the principles are still there. The thing that I can appreciate with Bill Maher is he is so anti-religion that he goes to its logical conclusion, right. and that is that karma doesn't exist. Yeah, well, karma, I, I don't look at karma religiously at all. I, I just look at it as a, and I don't look at it as wishing something on somebody or praying that something happens something to something. To it to, to, it's a feel good. Well, that's what, and that's what it's he was trying to say. Thing, yeah. That's what he was trying to say. But that, that, this is the way I look at karma. I look at karma like, uh, Say you're a fucking race car driver. Mm-hmm. You're going to get in a wreck. That's karma. Yeah. That's karma. I think That's, it's just it, odds. It, no, no, no. Oh, okay. You know, what, you know how you're not going to get in a wreck? Uh, is sucking not being in something that can wreck. <laughs> it's su- the well, second that, you're in something I'm that's going to wreck. That's what I'm saying. No, you're, the, okay. The way. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never mind. No, go for it. it. No, go for it. No, uh, you're, you're saying don't be in something that's going to wreck. I'm saying you're a race car driver. Yeah. So you are going to be in something that can wreck. Yeah. And I don't you see wreck. that. That's karma. <laughs> I don't see that as karma because normally karma is that person did something bad and now something bad happened to them. That's karma. They got justify, the justification for what I consider is to be a poor decision or a poor placement of and this and, see, and see, that's why people that. like, uh, that's why people like, like Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, oh, it's karma he's dead. It, it's it's not karma. Uh, karma would be him rotting in prison the rest of his life. That's yeah. karma. See, to me. to me, everyone looks at karma as only being something that is negative. Like, okay, well, Jeff Bezos, uh, maybe he had a rough childhood and was poor. 
Well, now he's the richest man on the planet. That's yeah. karma. Maybe that's karma. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it maybe, is. It may, but no one ever refers to something like that that they inherently as don't karma. like as a good karma thing. Right. Because right. it's, it's it, to me, it's no different than fucking like horoscopes and where the planets are aligned. <laughs> well, I'm acting this way because Mercury's in a different place. No, it's okay. like, no, it's life. Shit I'm happens. Gonna, I'm going to do something that you laugh at me, but you know, every episode. Okay. Which is... You about to get racist? No. Come on. I've already done Just that. Just a little. <laughs> I was going to say something about porch monkeys earlier. And so, oh, there you go. There you go. I was going to say that. Yeah, well, you I just was going to say that. And then, and then, and then was, <laughs> Ring the racist bell. And then I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, we need to get a racist bell. That's why we... And then I was going to attribute. Oh, buy what? One. No, it was ornamental monkeys. What are you talking? I don't know what that word means otherwise. <laughs> okay, no, but anyway. No, were- it, no, okay. No. Okay. I'm going to utilize movies to make a point. Okay. Unfortunately, a shitty movie. But uh, Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. The slime, you How know. How dare re- you say it's a shitty movie? <laughs> Karma's going to get you. Oh, uh, okay. You're gonna you're gonna go watch four bad movies back to back, and you won't know why you did, but I will. Karma's that's gonna karma gonna slime you. No, they attribute in the movie that the slime reacts to negativity, mm-hmm. and I'm very much one of those people that believes you know that everything has energy. Therefore, everything that you put into something is going to take on set energy. Well, houseplants, that's proven. Well, my yeah. only thing is you do you know that music. movies are fiction that people write up based on I their am just belief. utilizing I fiction know, which is to I, make a point. Which is why I always poke fun at... Because I don't get my life direction from movies. They're I don't get my life direction from movies I either. I, I choose to utilize them to make a point because I enjoy yeah uh, we look at we look at movies very differently yeah be like well that guy in yellowstone when he hopped on that horse and broke his back it was karma because about, he did something bad but because it was written that way what about joe dirt that's a life movie right there that's how you want to i tell life. you what man there should be like three more volumes to that yes. story i think that there's a lot more that they left on the I cutting room floor too. i don't i'm i'm a writer so i choose to enjoy metaphor i guess uh, or just saying they did this in this movie and this it reminds me of what we're talking about and that's fine you bring a different element to the table i'm just saying the idea of karma to me tracks like especially with what bill maher said his line of thought about religion which i don't agree with but i understand his because he's made it perfectly clear also tracks with not believing in karma those are parallel thoughts. I just always find it, would, it interesting that he attacks religion except for one. Well, the chosen people. You can't yes. do that. No, but he kind of kinda does. But my my point is, is that's parallel thought. He's not he's not doing anything hypocritical there. Nah. He, he's going in the same direction uh, with his ideas. Sure. For people like David Cross to be so like, look at me, I'm bigger than religion and I don't wish for nothing. Well, you got a whole lot of faith in that thing they stuck in your arm, buddy. <laughs> you're no different than the people you're mocking. And also your subject matter to build it up, um, I think is just not funny. And you're spreading the disease, bro. Which is good because more people would get it and get over it and yeah. we can move on. But he doesn't even know the benefit that he's providing to these people right. because yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have faith in that route. He only has faith in this one. He's no different. He he's a I get it. He's a comedian, and I understand breaking down comedians by their jokes or whatever, but uh, 
I didn't see the humor in that until he started. Because I can, look, I'm not here to shit on religion or people wishing for things or hoping for things or people that believe in karma versus those that don't. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Because whatever's coming to me is coming to me based on things that are in my control and that are, are not in my control. Um, and whatever. Well, it's the same thing as uh, also ironically laughing at those that die who happen to be triple vexed. Yeah. Well, isn't yeah. that ironic? But it was just like out of the last really two years, out of the last two years, is this the comedy that's going to come out of it? Like to me, the way that you joke about COVID is joking about things that everybody had to experience. Yeah. Yes. Like lockdowns and masks. No, but you like yeah. how how awkward going to grocery stores were for a minute. Am I going to die? I don't know. Still is. I, I, I well, still yeah. is weird. It's weird, man. Every time I go to the grocery store, I feel like a fucking. Uh, I mean, you like walk a test around. You, sample? Yeah, yeah. You see people <laughs> yeah. with masks, and you see some people without masks, and the people with masks, they look terrified. They I look am, terrified of you if you don't have a mask. Dude, on. I saw a guy in a gas mask yesterday. <laughs> Respect <laughs> to that dude. He's he's probably just mocking the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But the amount of people I still see with masks on, I'm just like, have you not gotten the memo? Those the, don't yeah. do fuck today. Wasn't it today mm-hmm. or like, yesterday? What church? What church do you belong to? When did they? Oh, <laughs> that's the Old Testament. We've already got the New Testament. When did they do it? It was either yesterday or today. The mask mandate's gone. Stay and all, all throughout the country. Yeah. Uh, it I, well, was either that, it was either yesterday or today. Well, and I'll tell you why. I'll because tell you we're why. not going to hear because about it. No, 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 no. Russia's about to invade Ukraine. Well, yeah, and it's also not popular, and it's an election year. Which yeah. is also why Rogan's getting canceled, because it's an election year. Yeah. The reason why Russia hasn't invaded Ukraine yet is because the Olympics are on. No, because the Olympics are on, and it's an election year. They yeah. want yeah. yeah. yeah, to yeah. warm up a little bit. Um, but here's the reason why all of this shit has stopped. It's because the science has changed. Of course If y'all haven't heard this yet. I do. There was a and is a time and place for pandemic restrictions. But when they were put in, it was always with the understanding that they would be removed as soon as we can. And in this case, circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Also, the science has changed. We know that vaccines protect very well against Omicron, which is the dominant variant. Everyone five and older have widespread access to vaccines. And we also know about one way masking, the idea that even if other people are around you are not wearing masks if you wear a high quality mask that also protects you the wearer too and so in this case i'm not saying i don't think anyone really is saying that no one should ever wear masks but rather that the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school rather it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family that their child can wear a mask if needed um you know Okay. Oh, you mean the thing you're that we've you're all been saying this entire time? Dumb bitch. That almost yeah. sounds like freedom. That same Lauren Chen or whatever the fuck her name is, that or Laura Wynn, that's been touting, we need to make life as miserable as possible for the unvaccinated until they finally realize that the carrot at the end of the stick is comes in the form of a syringe. She was, oh, this bitch. Oh, mm-hmm. this bitch. <laughs> now the science has changed. No different than fucking Barry Weiss's dumbass. Oh, well, we didn't. We know things now that we didn't know before. No, 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 no. Like, I can't. I can't share the same spaces with these people that think like this. Oh, you mean science is doing the thing that science does? Like when an apple falls on someone's head and they figure out fucking gravity? It's, uh, it. 
I don't want to end on an angry note because it's just so goddamn ridiculous. It is. And it's it it's gaslighting. Because it's like the majority of the people have not been buying this. They've been going along with it because they thought that got, by giving in they would get their shit back. And then once they realize that oh no, this is just going to go on forever, then now you have truckers showing up in capitals of Canada and Israel, I heard they have a trucker convoy starting up. Um, I've seen video of it. There, there is, there's talk of a trucker convoy in America, which now all of the all the mandates have just dropped. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The majority of the people have not been on board with this shit for a very long time, and they see that it's not popular. So that's when they say the science has changed. No, the the will of the people is changing. We're over this. They just don't want to publicize that they're giving in. Correct. They can't. They can't let a, a victory yeah. slip out of their hands. They have to take credit for this. Otherwise, the mask slips and people realize that they're, they're not really needed for anything anyway. And all they do is just greater harm than any of the good they ever profess to do. Can, can I actually bring up another Uber thing in, in light of this? May I have at it? So I, I picked up a ridiculously hot female. Uh, easy champ yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from a spa and uh not that kind of spa mm. <laughs> and um you know she happened to be from california and so uh she was telling me though that she's you know getting her nails done or no actually her eyebrows done and the southern woman that is working on her is just like oh son where are you from and she goes, oh, California, are you a communist? Yeah. And just pointedly directs it at her. And she's just like, dude, those are not my people. I don't identify exactly with what everyone out there believes in because I'm not fucking brain dead. I have a mind of my own, believe her or fucking not. No, you a- don't. And she, <laughs> Obviously, she doesn't if she lives in California still. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> you know. that, yeah. Just to live there, you got to be fucking. The only you, you are, yeah, correct. There. I know Unless you're a, I know a, a few billionaire. People, I know a few people that still live in California, and this has been addressed. Because uh, I also know a handful of people that don't live in California any longer, and the ones that still do, uh, they've been asked, "Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what gives?" Yeah, and it was funny as shit. What'll it take? <laughs> yeah, it was funny as shit in the Super Bowl. All the commercials for visit California. Yeah. please, we yeah, need your money. Please come. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're open for business. Yeah, kinda. we are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but they're really pushing Compton behind that too. Which yeah, is they're funny. like, hey, it's not that bad. Disneyland, go Disneyland's still there. here. Yeah, hey, yeah. you, you want to go? To, well, anyway, so uh, one of these guys that still lives in California, he's been. Uh, the question has been broached. What, what the fuck dude. And for him, and this is the only thing that I can see where it's like, okay, that makes sense. He's got an elderly parent that's in uh full-time care, right? That he can't care for that He's in a home or a facility. And he's like, we don't have the money to not only move out of state, but also move him out of his facility. Right. You don't understand. And this is him talking. Yeah. Yeah, You don't have the money because you've been living in California. Yeah. Well, he was like, (laughs) you don't understand the amount of money and the pain in the ass it took for us to find him that place. I will deal with all the inconveniences. If I can keep the last few years of his life steady and comfortable, Mm -hmm. to uproot him and take a chance on some other. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? I get it. 
Yeah. I get it because it's it is easy to paint with a broad brush and be like any single person that's even within those fucking confines of that commie ass state is a fucking moron. Yeah, everybody, and it's not the case in every situation. Almost everybody I know, and I, and I will say almost because I do know a few people that still that are still there, mm-hmm. and the few people that are still there. When I ask them the question, they all say the same thing: the weather, man. Yeah, that's, that's what they all say: the weather. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, it gets hot here just like it gets hot out there, you know? I mean, I but, worship the sun god, bro, and and, uh, and our governor. He's he's got really good hair. Yeah, th- I, and I, I like t- to surf. That was the uh that was the craziest answer. I mean, and I, yeah. and I got it from multiple people. That's sad. Yeah. That's really fucking sad. And but the people that I know that fleed that fleed out of there, that fled? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fled. We got fled. <laughs> yeah. We got a fled. Uh yeah. But anyway, they uh, they never yeah. want to go back. Yeah, they, you know, they're like, I yeah. had it with California, man. It's fucking, they, uh, yeah. And I know people that were, uh, had their kids were born there mm-hmm. and their kids are like teenagers now, you know, and, uh, and their kids are totally flipped out, you know, from uprooting from California and moving to Georgia or whatever, you know? So, um, it's, yeah, it's I weird, think it's man. just fun that retarded generalities go both ways, you know, between both sides. Oh, and yeah, I think every, that's yeah, and that's what and, you're gonna. Yeah, get. we all know that, and that's what you're gonna get with the further polarization. So more comedians coming out saying, you know, I uh, wish death upon the unvaxxed, or aren't those fucking vaccinated people fucking mind dead? Like they're brain dead, aren't they? It's like yeah, the more if a good comedian is gonna come in and do what I said earlier, like talk about man, traffic sure the fuck freed up there for a few months. Sure <laughs> Maybe did. we need a pandemic every fucking no, 18, but, uh, 18 weeks. Yeah, the point behind that though is good comedy appeals to everyone. And once or, it or, stops doing that, then you're a shill and you don't actually you're not funny anymore. Yeah. Well it's the point behind where Dave Chappelle uh, said the Lena Dunham is not funny at all. Yeah, she's not because she only appeals to a very small subset of the community. Yeah, like a cult. But speaking of comedy and ending on comedy, because that's what this podcast is, is a comedy podcast, believe it or not. Whether intentional or not. I'm going to end us out with something that you'll like, Arona. It's a musical number. Yeah, that's right. Cite this in the future when you want to talk to me. Here's a little number by Avenue Q from 12 years ago on ABC. Avenue Q. Hey, uh, Kate Monster. Yeah? You're a monster, right? Yeah. And you know Tricky Monster, my neighbor? He's a monster. Right. So are you two, like, related? What? Princeton? I find that racist. Oh. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I was just asking. Well, it's a touchy subject. No, not all monsters are related. You know, you should be much more careful when you're talking about the sensitive subject of race. Well, well, look who's talking. What do you mean? Well, you're the one who's always complaining because your students are always cursing. Yeah, well, they get that from Ram. (laughs) You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. But I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think everyone's, everyone's a little bit racist. That's me. Sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. That's right. Look around and you will find no one's really colorblind. Maybe it's a fact we all should be. 
They no, sure not do. big judgments like who to hire or who to buy a newspaper from. No. No, just little judgments like thinking that Mexican bus boys should learn to speak freaking English. Oh, 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 Everyone's a little bit racist today. So everyone's a little bit racist. Okay. Ethnic jokes might be uncouth, but you laugh because they're based on truth. Don't take them as personal attacks. There you go. Everyone enjoys them. So relax. All right, stop if you've heard this one. Okay. All right, there's a plane going down. Huh? There's only one parachute, huh? and there's a rabbi, a priest. And a black guy. Yeah. What you talking about, Kate? Joke. I thought they were oh, sitting sure. on a bridge. Lots of people tell black jokes. <laughs> so, well, of course you don't. You're black. <laughs> but I bet you tell Polish jokes, right? Well, sure I do. Those stupid Polish people. <laughs> hey, guys. What are you laughing about? Racism. Cool. <laughs> What's that mean? Um, recyclables. <laughs> don't laugh at her. How many languages do you speak? I miss the 90s. You know what? That should be number one on Spotify. Hell yeah. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was posted on YouTube in 2009. Yeah. And uh, I apologize for the sound quality. It was ripped from a VHS. If you don't know what that is, Google it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but take one guess what show that was on. You might have been able to see the little logo in the was bottom. Was it Mad TV? It was The View. The View? Yes. Oh. My hell. Wow. The tables turn. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Was know. it produced by Whoopi? Oh, I don't think Whoopi was on board yet. <laughs> um, hey, she produced Howard. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> she wrote Howard shit. But I figured I would end on a lighter note. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I wake up to that song. It just... I feel like good karma is coming my way every time I play it. There you go. Yeah. So, guys, that's all I got for our 69th episode that we're recording on Valentine's Day. Uh, is that oh, karma? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's karma. <laughs> all right, all you fucks. We'll talk to you later. Until then, fucking peace.